Doi, 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 560 doi. WQAM presents The Neil Rogers Show. Could to talk to Neil, dial 5670560 in Dade and Broward. In other counties, Could call toll-free 877-785-NEIL or pound 560 on your AT&T and Verizon wireless phones. The opinions expressed by Neil, his guests, or his callers do not represent those of WQAM management, staff, no. or sponsors. Now, The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM. It's Friday, you bastard. Joe Bell's worried about this show. First, he was worried about my health. Now, he's worried about the show. There's no smoke. It's time for your first hope. You're upset. No wake and bake. No buds exist. Not even shake. You can't feel. You have to leave, you go out to find weed, your money's tight, you can't see another way to fill your need, oh, you try to think of who could score you some bud, oh yeah. WQM. Happy Friday to you. Possible UM regional baseball game. Is that in about a half an hour or when is that? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'll check. What do you mean you don't know? I don't follow UM baseball. I have no idea. Neither does anybody else. Yeah. Norma Kant says, please don't forget in the midst of all this stress to send me the balance so I can continue to have the pleasure of dealing with them, meaning the Beasleys. Send me the balance. Send me some money. I want some money. So we have a new deal now with your buddy Joe Bell, and you must know something about it because I emailed, I texted you this morning. Yeah. And, and right away you said, oh, yeah, the summer schedule. He's not real happy about that coming up. I took a shot in the dark, and I, I guess I hit something. Well, what has he been saying about the summer schedule? Since it's already the 29th of May, summer schedule is um, pending. Yeah, like three weeks away, right? Yeah, and? Nothing. It was just, you know, I just heard him, you know, well, it's a lot of days off, and we need Neil, and it's the Neil Rogers Show, and we need Neil. We need Neil. Oh, yeah. This is a guy who is trying so desperately to get me to take a walk. In my life, I have never seen anybody as dishonorable as this man. Dishonorable, full of crap. We have a contract, but unfortunately, this company don't care about what it says in contracts, and my lawyer is more concerned about being fully compensated than getting them to fully uh, adhere to the contract. See, there are some companies that think when they have a contract with you, here's the way it works. Their only obligation is to pay you money on payday, and then the rest of it is uh, all your obligation. The new deal is now Jolly Joe claims he's worried about the show. He's done everything in his power to destroy the show in the last three years, however long he's been at QAM, and now he's worried about the show? I guess. And worried about these minuscule ratings that nobody believes. I mean, yesterday we sold out the Neil deal in less than one minute. We must have somebody listening if we sold it out in less than one minute, right? I would think so, yeah. This at a time when lots of other stations that have been doing those meal deals have dropped it because they can't, they can't sell them out to save their lives. 
Not that that proves anything, but nevertheless, the idea that I have to prove to Joe Bell that we have an audience out there. Oh, geez. The so and, and another thing, when he canned George, one of the reasons being is that he didn't like George on the air, one of the many lies, and that you were going to be so much better than George filling in during the summertime. So if you're going to do such a great job, what's he so worried about the summer numbers for? I don't know. In addition to which, the summer numbers nobody cares about anyhow. But here I am again, in spite of Jolly Joe Bell and in spite of Norma Kant. Norma Kant, oh, fully compensate me, send me a check. I'm sending you Zippo, okay, Mr. Hotshot? He's writing them a letter today. Ooh. I sure hope it's as effective as the letter he wrote on behalf of George. Remember that day? Yeah, I hope it's he strongly worded. His legal letterhead, no less. Ooh. Wow, that had tremendous impact. Yeah. They laugh at you, Norma. They laugh at you, is what they do. <laughs> And then this thing but yesterday, please have your new producer email me his contact information so I'm fully prepared if something comes up. Flea ain't interested, okay? He sees what you did for George. He sees what you're doing for me. I want some more money. Oh, jeez. You just reach a point in your life where you're sick and tired of people leeching, fleecing. I don't owe anybody any money. No, and you got to pay George uh, his salary, too. Yeah, let me just pay everybody money. I am. I got a hair up my ass today the size of Mount Rushmore. You ever see a hair that big? It's big. Wow. It's a big-ass hair. Rectum. And then I hear Richie from Boar's Head, and oh, God, Joe. I don't want to knock Joe, but my God, after all these years, and he's still talking to those goofballs, Mark the Jets fan and Richie from Boar's Head was on hold two hours and 40 minutes or some crap like that. Don't forget Stormcat. Oh, I didn't hear Stormy today. I heard him yesterday. Yeah, he was on early today. Oh, thank God I missed that. We would take calls on this show again, only we technically we don't have the ability to do it now. We're not in our studio. And the Soon. phone ain't... Uh, what? Soon. Soon what? <laughs> Soon we'll be in a new studio. Yeah, you see, you're laughing. You knew that he was uh, foaming at the mouth about the summer schedule coming up. I had a oh, feeling. Oh, well, Neil missed tw eight days in April. and yeah, yeah. yeah, I was sick a lot. I had uh, the flu, okay? It happens to people. <coughs> I'm thinking about calling in sick right now, as a matter of fact. You should. Not. And in, in, in the other room, somebody sent me, I won't say who it was, but somebody sent me a Joe Bell voodoo doll. Complete with, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. I have it sitting on my uh, coffee table in, in my living room. The Joe Bell voodoo doll. I like to stick my foot up. It's, Rectum. Oh, yeah. It's too small for that. Or at least my big toe. So it's just too many. Well, you know, that's what the deal is. See, when, when Greg Reed was around... He realized that that's the deal they made with me, and that's the contract. And in the summer, I work Tuesday and Thursday, and somebody else, George Rodriguez, works Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Well, George Rodriguez ain't here anymore, so I guess it's going to be you and Cordis is what I was told. Am I right? Yeah, that's the word. And are you still doing that Monday, Wednesday, and Friday? Yeah. Because I'm not working one extra minute this summer or any other summer. And these bastards are too damn cheap to pay me off to go away, so you know I guess I'm going to have to show up here every day. I think. I'm not sure. When I wake up in the morning, like this morning, I wake up in the morning, I look at the alarm clock, and then I think to myself, am I really going to go in there and do this today, or am I going to tell them to stick it? But that's what they want. If you were me, would you blow off all that money and just uh, tell them, give them what they want? No, they'd have, to be, they'd have to drag me out of here. Yeah. They're going to have to kill me. I told you that already. They're going to have to do a Howard Beale and kill me. Although, if I were you, I just want to give you a heads up. I'd be prepared any day, any given day, to like just come in and do the whole show. Okay. 
I'm just, I'm just giving you a little advance notice. Sure. I'm doing it on the air so the audience is also aware that at any point, teacher who went to jail for having sex with student hosts hot for teacher night. <laughs> well, she's just compulsive, you know. <laughs> the teacher who became notorious in the 90s for having an affair with a sixth grader, and boy, is he ever ugly, is hosting a hot for teacher night at a Seattle bar along with a former student who is now her husband. Is that kid Korean or something, you know, that um, kid that she was diddling? Yeah. Who's I, now her husband? It's hard to tell. I don't know if he's oh, some kind man. of uh, he, mixed. He maybe. gives new meaning to the word. He makes me look like um, John Stockwell in his prime. Bar owner Mike Morris's Mary Kay Letourneau has served a sentence, and it's okay. It's A-OK for the couple to have some fun. By the way, Joe, mind your own business. Did you hear the story about Joe sticking his nose into this uh, guy in the restaurant? No, I wasn't really paying attention. The kid was texting and texting, and the father was trying to talk to him, and Joe uh, opens up a big mouth. Just mind your own business, Joe, okay? you got your own family, and uh, take care of them and do a wonderful job, and mind your own business. Stop being a yenta. Don't be a big-headed yenta. That's my take on it. Not that he cares, I'm sure. The 47-year-old Eterno served seven years in prison after pleading guilty in 1997 to raping Vili Fualau. When they met, Fualau was in second grade... And began their affair when he was 12, and she was a 34-year-old married mother of four. He was 12, she was 34. They were married in 2005 and have two daughters together. Morris's Saturday's event at Fuel Sports Eats and Beats in Seattle will be their third Hot for Teacher Night. She greets people and he DJs. Hot for Teacher Night. Well, you know, it's a scam to make, make a few bucks. I'm all for people making a few bucks. I'm not for people leeching money off of other people. I don't like it. Especially when I'm the one who's being leached. Send me some money. Come on. I want to be fully compensated. Norma, you make me want to vomit. You make me want to puke. I get, I'm, I'm sitting there watching TV last night, minding my own business. I get another text message from Norma Kent. Well, it's an email that comes through on my BlackBerry a little later on. And it says, oh, I've got some more. Better call me at home. I've got some more disturbing news for you. And this is about how Joe Bell is so worried about the ratings, and after the summer there may be no show left, and yada, yada, yada. And uh, we'll ask Neil if he'll work more days in the summer. No, no chance. No chance, Joe Bell. He is the most unctuous. I don't know how you're his buddy. I don't understand, because you seem like a fairly reasonable guy. What is it about him that you can relate to? He's always been good to me. Meaning what? I mean, he's always taking care of me, and he's uh, always—he's never. Yeah, because you got your head up his ass. I guess, but uh, you know, he's never, never done anything wrong to me. So, what can I say? Yeah, but you sat back and you watched him do these things to all these other people. Ken Malden, you won't see him no more. George won't see him at QM no more. Me, they're trying desperately to get me to walk away. There are a lot of rumors about what's going on, by the way, at QM. You notice that? A lot of rumors. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's good we had the Big O on the show for a couple minutes yesterday because he's going to be next in line, after me, I guess. Was that the assignment for Joe Bell when he came into town, is to, like, blow everybody out of here, destroy everybody's life, and just blow up the station? <laughs> I didn't see his marching orders. I don't know. Well, that must be it. Heck of a job, Joe. You're doing it, man. Destroying everything. And now he's worried about the show. He, he and Joyce have done everything in their power to destroy the show, to take away everything that might be amusing, interesting, that people might laugh at, that people might enjoy. They've done everything they can, and now all of a sudden at this late date he's worried about the show because we've got a point four or something in the first week in May. 
I was here the first week in May. It's got nothing to do with how many days I missed. Uh, I was here, and we still had a point four, according to this new screwed-up methodology. Let me just read one sentence at the ass end of that email from a listener. Remember I told you about that email? Yeah. Given your past engineering problems, what guarantee is there that your engineering people are properly encoding the signal all the time? Doesn't that get your mind dancing a little bit? Given your past engineering problems, what guarantee is there that your engineering people are properly encoding the signal all the time? Hmm. Yeah. Sure makes me wonder. Makes me wonder what the hell is going on here. And makes me wonder how the hell I ever got involved with Norma Kant. Oh, I've got some more disturbing news for you. Joe Bell called. He wants you to work more days in the summer. No chance. Contract says Tuesday and Thursday. If I'm still around, I'll be here Tuesday and Thursday. Very simple. They want me to go away, write a check. We'll, we'll you know, even negotiate way down. Just write a check. Or just keep paying me every two weeks during the uh, last four and a half years. Put some other stiff on the air. I mean, some other great show. What do you think? You up, you up, up to it? Of course, you'd have to do it for free, you understand. Well, I am now, so what's the difference? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Flea will do the whole show for free. There you go, Joe. It's Fatwa Friday, you bastards. Way down south, where the mugwumps go to hang from trees and play banjo. You got some who own a station on newfangled radio. Now as North Carolina grows, Raleigh's a big city, you know. And that's where the Beasleys had to go for Jolly Riley Joe. You fairy. A new GM, he'll do what he can. Shake your hand like a friend, then quickly walk away. They had Joe go to 560 with ratings in the toilet bowl to get those flaming sportful mows in order and control. And then so Jolly Raleigh Joe, a buckler and in the know, he lets Mo go, and here's what blows, gives Geldy his own show. He'll make a big change, and rearrange, it's worse or the same, he hasn't done a thing, no. for what goes on the air at two, Joe don't have a stinking clue about a poor Matt that essentially blows sport all radio. Oh my god. The GM of 560 Jolly Raleigh Joe. Oh! 10-18 at 560 WQM. We got the big O at 2. Uh, Geldy for Mad Dog 4-7. to seven. Oh my god. Ah! And then Dolphin Knight 7 o'clock DA 8-9. to nine. And then we got the uh, Lakers and the Nuggets if necessary. Is it necessary? It is. <laughs> 9 o'clock tonight. I don't pay any attention to that crap. Johnny Dark, who sent this to me yesterday, some of it, and evidently isn't patient enough to listen and wait till I get to it in my pile today. It's in my pile, Johnny. He says, you and the Big O sounded good yesterday. Not sure why he took a shot at me, but no hard feelings. Did, did the Big O take a shot at Johnny Dark? Mm, I don't remember that. But I don't remember that at all. It says, I feel sad for you and what's happening to your show. It wouldn't surprise me if they were sabotaging the ratings and coding to tank your ratings. I would sue their ass, take the show on the road. If we could find out evidence that uh, there's some hanky-spanky going on there, 
between 10 and 3, there would be a lawsuit the size of Uranus. Wow. Big, big and fat. Big, gigantic, fat lawsuit. <coughs> I mean, these people are just irresponsible. They got a, they got a contract. Oh, well, geez, you know, we can't afford to have Neil miss all those days in the summertime. That's what the deal is, okay, Joe? Live with it. That's the deal. Tuesday and Thursday, period. I would, and why should I do him any favors? Is he doing any favors to this show? No. This is the guy who says, I still don't understand what the big deal is about having your studio ready. He's done everything he possibly can to destroy the 33 years I've worked in this market to build up. And, and a hell of a job, by the way. Maybe those numbers are accurate for all we know. Who the hell knows? Wouldn't surprise me. Here we are, major market, formerly top-rated show in a market for years and years and years. We can't take phone calls. I mean, you could put them on, but I can't get rid of them. So it's, you know, right. it's too awkward that way. I won't do that. Yeah, I don't blame you. You got no studio. Oh, well, that's not the priority. Priority is a power and this and that and the other building and bye-bye. Yeah, we're, we're down on the totem pole always. You know, the other thing that came out with the numbers, too, that I thought was wrong as well, it says that the, uh, your average listener for your show mm -hmm. is like 64 years old. Oh, yeah. I don't believe that either. Then how did we? How were we tied for second in many 18 to 34 in the last trend, in the last book? <laughs> well, that's just I mean, granted, that, that was a fluke, but nevertheless, there had to be somebody out there. Right. <coughs> Average listener is 64-year-old. Where, where did you find that? That was the information that they shared with us in the meeting I was in on, like, Tuesday or Wednesday, something like that. It wasn't through Arbitron. It was through this research company that we've hired to, like, help break down the Arbitron new system. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they showed the average age of your listener, according to people that are in the panel, is uh, 64 years old. Then how come when we take our demographic surveys, we have all these people like, uh, you know, 18 to 34 and 25 to 54? Hmm. Something really screwed up with this. And instead of getting the support like other stations in other markets are getting, instead of getting support from uh, corporate and from management, I'm getting, oh, gee, if he just worked more days, he was out sick eight days in April, as if there's some credibility to this point, too, crap. Can't complain about the support you get from these people because there isn't any. There is none. There is absolutely none. And I know some people are out there saying, oh, gee, there he goes, bitching and bellyaching again. Well, do you know something? It isn't easy to come in here four hours every day off the top of your ass and work under almost impossible conditions. People that don't want to support you don't want to give you anything. And you know what I look at, too? If you look at yesterday's poll, the winner was Freddie Mercury, right? Best, yeah. best singer of all time. Mm -hmm. Are you telling me... 64-year-old guys ain't into Freddie Mercury. Right. That was a, that's what I was going to say. That's, that doesn't make sense. The fake Larry King says, Paul and young Ron Spy report, they were talking about eating a raccoon. They said, did they eat the booty, too? Oh, no. Are you sure? Stealing from Phil. That's, that's why they got that 12.5 share there. They really do a great job with recycled old material from other people. Larry says, don't let Joe Bell get to you. He's a grave robber and a butcher. Oh, brother. What an insult to grave robbers and butchers all over the world, Larry. <laughs> Here's the poll result from yesterday, now that you mention it. We had 904 votes. Not too shabby. Although we've only got, what, four listeners? And mm -hmm. the average age is death? Mm-hmm. The average listener is 64-year-old male. I mean, well, what kind of garbage is that? The best male singer of all time is Freddie Mercury, 149. Frank Sinatra, 81. That's the old folks. 
Mm-hmm. Elvis, 79. Roy Orbison, 71. Marvin Gaye, 46. Elton John, 46. Boy, there's a lot of names on this list. This will take till midnight to read these. Jim Morrison, 34. Johnny Mattress, 31. Nat King Cole's got... About 30, man. Paul McCartney, 28. Billy Joel, 22. Luis Miguel, 20. Robert Plant, 19. Burton Cummings, 18. Stevie Tyler, 17. Michael Jackson, 16. John Lennon, 15. Roger Daltrey, 14. Steve Perry, 13. Tom Jones and Sam Cooke, 12 apiece. Bob Seger, 11. Jay Black, 10. David Bowie, 9. Otis Redding, 8. Van Morrison, 7. Dion, 7. Rod Stewart, 7. Six apiece for Bono, Mick Jagger, Michael McDonald, Tom York, and Paul Simon. Five for B.J. Thomas. Four each for Harry Connick, Jr. Told you he'd get some votes. Chris Isaac, Smokey Robinson, and Gene Pitney. Three apiece for Lou Graham, Sting, Jackie Wilson, and Paul Rogers, and Rick Nelson. Two for Chris Cornell and David Clayton Thomas. One for Neil Sedaka, and Fats Domino finally got one. Oh, it's nice. Thank God for Antoine Fats Domino, the fat man, got one vote. So, so how come I'm not getting this information that you got at this uh, from this uh, Maven? It was on a slideshow, so I don't think I have it on uh, anything I could send you. It was you. on a slideshow? Yeah, it was on a... Uh... What is it Slide on this. A PowerPoint presentation. And? So I don't have any hard copy to send you. Well, I mean, give me, give me a synopsis. What, what, so the upshot is that uh, our audience is older than death? Yeah, if you look at the rest of the day parts, you know, with like Joe and, and Jim and those guys, the average age was around 40, 41, and then your show was uh, like 64. Michael says, I'm listening on the stream. There's a bizarre Joe Rosebot playing each break. It's a series of clips of Joe being a closet case set to serene piano instrumental. Quite strange, it says. Mm-hmm. It says the fake Michael Phelps. Is that, are you responsible for that? It's just a Joe Rose promo. Freddie says, hello, Neil. You know I've been listening to you for years, all the way back to your stay at WJNO on Flagler Drive in West Palm Beach. I've always wondered, why doesn't management just leave you alone and let you do your show? They are jealous of you. It's sick. Let the man do his show. He makes all the money for you. What else needs to be said? Keep up the good work, a long-time listener, Fred. Well, thanks, Fred. Fred likes the show. Alan says, it's not surprising that Joe Hell would ask you to do more days. After all, he got away with breaking your contract with your producer, so he thinks he can do it again and again. Why not? Did Hitler stop at Poland? Please get a real lawyer before it's too late for you. It's already too late for George. Take care and beware, says Alan. Take care and beware. How many ways? Up uh, up the left side and down the right side. How many ways can they violate the contract? Uh, just a piece of paper, you know, like Bush said about the Constitution. Same thing with this company. Oh, it's just a damn piece of paper. I think I'm going to have to hire a hitman for Jolly Joe. Or maybe Kathy Bates just to break his kneecaps. Mm. That would be fun. I'd, I'd like to watch that. I'd pay some serious money to watch that. If I had any left. Oh, Neil. Yeah. It's Friday, you bastard. This is Learning to Spell with Donnell. I'll be Donnell Jackson, and today we're going to spell the word European. Spell it with me now. European. E-U-R-O-P-E-A-N. That's a big one. 
Now, let's use it in a sentence. So I says to the guy, I says, hey, get away from my car. European on my tire. This is learning to spell with Donnell. I'll be Donnell Jackson. 1030 at 560 WQM. The Dow is up 31 points. So our average listener is, what, 100 years old and got one foot in the grave? Pretty much. I see. A big fan without a name says, Hey, Neil, please tell us you're kidding about the unctuous and grotesque Sid Rosenberg returning to WQAM. I don't know that he's returning because he never worked here, did he? Not that I'm aware of. No. If this is true, can we, the listeners, protest this big-nosed, no-talent, ass-sucking loser by signing a petition preventing him from being on the air? Question mark. Sid truly sucks as a broadcaster, yet he excels as a major ass-licker. I've heard him on the Pharrell Show sucking up, on the Dan Labastard Show fawning over what a great and amazing talent he is. In closing, please forward this email to Joe Bell or tell him in person that the people of South Florida and the listenership of WQM adamantly oppose the hiring of Sid Rosenberg. And if Joe Bell doesn't listen and brings Sid the Yid aboard, then all of us will switch the dial and never listen to any QAM program except for the venerable and brilliant Neil Rogers. That's only if you're 64 and male. I don't think most of these emails I'm getting are from 64-year-old guys. I could be wrong about that. In fact, start sending me some emails with uh, age on it. That could be a poll. <clears throat> well, what's that? well, we've done that poll a zillion times. Oh, we have? You know, a demographic poll. What what yeah. category are you in? You know, 18 to 24, male or female or whatever. You want to do that for the weekend? Maybe do like, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Do it that way. Yeah. Why not? Why do we have to do that when we've already got this fabulous research? <laughs> 64-year-old male. Oh, my God. Burn and destroy, Jolly Joe. Burn and destroy any vestige we've got left here. The show could be just fine if we could uh, still do the... Didn't I say this just yesterday before all this crap came loose again? I said, we're not doing the Neil Rogers show anymore. We're doing the Joe Bell and Joyce Fitch version of the Neil Rogers show. What's left of it? And what are we going to do about LeBron? Oh, he had a triple-double. And, and Ricky and Ronnie and Ronnie and Ricky and Ricky and Ronnie and Ronnie and Ricky. 351 votes on today's poll. Which religious group is the most malignant? And I'm sorry to do this on Shavuos, by the way. Born-again Christians, 162. Muslims, 87. Scientologists, 56. Catholics, 27. Orthodox Jews, 19. Yeah, we did that poll way, way back when. Because I'm digging back into the uh, archives, you know, for the oldies, into <laughs> the history. But I think let's uh, change it. And during this break coming up, what I'll do is I'll write out the demographic poll again. Oh, not that poll again. Yeah, that poll again. What do you think? Sure, whatever. I mean, you, you know damn well it's not going to come out that the average listener is a 64-year-old male. I would be really surprised if it did. Now, how do you, how do you want to... Which are you? 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70 plus? <clears throat> but that, well, that's not going to work. Male in 20s. No, I, don't, I don't like that. Male 18 to 34. Male 35 to 54. Male 55 plus. How's that? Works for me. Female, same with female, 18 to 34, etc. Once upon a time, we had, like, teens we had listening to, but not anymore, of course. 
And Joe Bell can't understand it. He just, he's worried about this show. After the summer, there won't be any show left. After you, there already is no show left, Joe. Look in the mirror if you want to know what's wrong with this show. Look in the mirror, Joe. Look in that ugly, pus-filled, fat face of yours. Okay, so Eric, is Eric in his little uh, box or what? Yeah, it looks like it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, like, fax this to Eric and we'll change the poll and get rid of this other one. We already got 256 votes on it. That's more. That's double the whole audience anyway. <laughs> what do you, I don't know what you're chortling about. Just find it funny. One thing I'll say about these last few weeks, man, is going back to that George canning. It's been really, really pleasant. I haven't heard another word from George. I guess he's upset with me. Maybe. That was the rumor that uh, Barry Jackass was spreading from across the street yesterday. I would find that hard to believe. George doesn't get mad about much. No, and, and, and George is not the kind of guy who would hold it back. If he was ticked off at me uh, for talking about his meeting with Steve White, he would, he would have told me that when he called me a few days ago. Right. And he would, probably wouldn't have called me in the first place if he was pissed off at me. But at any rate, I'm just a bad guy. That's, that's the bottom line. I admit it. I confess to the entire world listening right now, all 40 of you 64-year-old men, I'm a bad guy. And that was up 17 point. Father Cudier is joining the Episcopal Church. He's going to get married. I guess he wasn't quite as um, devoted to his Catholic vows as some might have thought. You think? Maybe. The Reverend Alberto Cudier. By the way, happy Shavuos, Reverend. Maybe he'll be Jewish next. The celebrity priest removed from his Miami Beach church after photos of him kissing and embracing a woman appeared in the pages of a Spanish-language magazine earlier this month has left the Roman Catholic Arch, uh, Archdiocese of Miami to join the Episcopal Church and announced that he'll marry the woman he's dated for two years. He likes that stuff, man. He wants more of it. Joining him in becoming an Episcopalian was the woman in the photos, Ruhama Buni Canelis, 35. Buni. Wow. I'm not even sure we can say that on the air. Can we? Booney, B-U-N-I, Booney. I think so. The small private ceremony happened at 1.30 p.m. yesterday at Trinity Cathedral, the church's South Florida headquarters in downtown Miami. Cudier, dressed in a white dress shirt, a black jacket, and black dress pants. Doesn't say what kind of underwears. Hmm. Sat smiling beside his fiancée during the half-hour ceremony. Doesn't say what kind of underwears, if any. Priests and deacons from the Episcopal Church were by his side, many notably accompanied by their wives. Bishop Leo Frade, head of the Episcopal Diocese of Southeast Florida, officiated as Cudier and Canellis knelt in front of the bishop and were received into the Episcopal Church. The bishop also gave Cudier special status as a lay minister. He's laying it, meaning he can preach in Episcopal churches but not celebrate the Eucharist, the symbolic body and blood of Christ. The Eucharist, my ass. Cudier will give his first sermon as an Episcopalian 10 a.m. Sunday at the Church of the Resurrection in Biscayne Park. It'll take Cudier at least a year to be certified as an Episcopal priest. So tell me that again. The rest of the shows, the sports shows, the median age is like a 16-year-old kid, teenager, and our median uh, uh, listener is 98-year-old 90, man? Yep. Wow. I bet you Clarence was uh, taken aback by that. What was her comment? his comment? Wow. Really? Pretty much. So, in other words, he's buying it. No, I don't think he buys it. Well, that's good, because I'm not selling it. I'm continuing to call the call to spread God's love, Cudia said at a news conference, adding that he's gone through a deep spiritual and ideological struggle. I can relate, Father. I'm going through a deep spiritual and ideological struggle myself right now. At a press conference late Thursday afternoon, Archdiocese of Miami officials expressed disappointment in Cudia and had strong words for the Episcopal Church, especially Bishop Frade. Friday, whatever his name is. 
This is truly a setback for ecumenical relations and cooperation between us. The archdiocese have never made a public display when, for doctrinal reasons, Episcopal priests have joined the Catholic Church and sought ordination, said Archbishop John Favalora. He said he hadn't heard from Friday about the transition and hadn't spoken to QDA since May 5, adding that QDA never told the archbishop he wanted to get married. Going to the chapel, and remember that? The Dixie Cups. Going to get married. Remember oh, that song? Yeah, sure. Chapel of Love. Wasn't that the song? I believe so. You could play it if you had that library in there right now, but... Soon. Well, once we have that new studio, man, it's going to be state-of-the-art is what I'm hearing. Back to our Friday, you bastards. And now live from Rigel Seven, it's the Neil Rogers Show. I like to ease up this song for bit writing. Plenty of time like the American Pie thing. Melody guide so I don't sing off key. This is my favorite karaoke. Yeah. I love the way that bit ended. The bits haven't been the same since Book uh, of Brian died. I know. Yeah, I heard that was some party Greg Reed threw. Yes. Good thing I didn't go. Lots of dancing. Mm. Of course, it's not easy flying back there from Rigel 7. I know. Thank God. Oh, God. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over for you poor schlep stuck on earth, yes. President Noel. Well, if you're lucky, that crackhead is the last Bush to rig an election. Mm. Who's on this line? WQAM. Mr. Rogers? Speaking. I was in the public Galactica today, sir. And let me tell you, the clip-out coupons in Thursday's paper are the shaving. I discovered to my shock you know, this is George. Yes, I know. Redstone's was not two for ninety-nine cents. On the contrary, Cut them off. it was two breakstones for ninety-nine cents oh. each. Now oh. I don't know about you. That's right. They tried to peddle me two breakstones for the price of two breakstones cottage cheese when the coupon clearly stated that Well, use the cottage cheese that's grown in your toenails. Now who's this on uh, line seven and nine? Klingon penal colony, hello? Have we got into that? Retired. <laughs> okay, on that note, you know, I gotta renegotiate my contract. How about a one minute show, huh? Oh! You can fill the other three minutes. That's right. Sport old concubine is next. George? Bye bye bye. <laughs> 1045, quarter to 11 at 560 WQAM. So I'm um, starting to get emails from people giving me their ages. Now, I want you to stop and think about something. Okay. If the average listener to the show is a male 64, that means that a whole bunch of them would have to be like 70, 80. Do you follow what I'm saying? To make the average 64. Right. And they're buying this crap. They're paying for this garbage. Rick says, I'm 29. Pete from Boca says, it's hard to believe that all my fellow listeners are 60-plus. I'm 44, been listening to you since I was 18. 44. Fake Greg Budell says, Joe Bell has an assignment from the Beasleys. He's been ordered to severely trim the payroll, and it isn't over. No kidding. My prediction of an oldies format with sports on the weekend isn't so far-fetched now, is it, says Greg. Look for Bob McKay to take Josh Darrow's spot in the fall. Paula says, I'm a white 48-year-old woman listener. I find it hard to believe the average age is 64 for your show. And if the Joe Rowe show is 41 years, are they sure that's the age and not the IQ of some of his callers? You should do an unscientific demographic poll to see just who's listening, says Paula. Well, that's what we're uh, trying to do now. I faxed it to Eric. Is he in his little uh, crap room? Yeah, I think so. Because I don't see the poll switch. It's not on there yet. 
Let's switch it right away, Eric, immediately, if not sooner. Get that other piece of turd off of there. Mary says she's 48 and listens online until she finds a job. Sorry, Mary. 39-year-old white male here. Jimmy. Jimmy loves me. There you go, Jimmy. That's for you. Rob says, I'm a 30-year-old male, and the girl I work with is 35. She loves you and was listening back in the late 90s. I uh, used to um, listen back in the late 80s during the Nick Navarro regime, where my dad encouraged me to call because Navarro's clan confiscated two live crew CDs from the former Coral Springs Mall record shop, and you relentlessly made fun of me. I listened to you from then on and ever since. George was a little off when he started out more than a decade ago, but when he began taking over your summer shows, he really did have a good outlet for his remarkable voice and his rating shows. He really did partly fill in tremendously difficult shoes. Damn Joe Bell to hell, and Norma is an incompetent asspipe for allowing talent like this to go down the tubes. So in closing, and don't read this, you're absolutely right, and it's got blank Joe Bell. Now, I'm not going to read it again. Don't worry. Not anytime soon. What do you think? Think I'm going to do that again soon? No. You think I trust these people from a technical standpoint? I wouldn't trust them as far as I could throw a fat boy. Which one? Chris or Joe? Neither one. Oh. I don't I don't see the thing. I don't know if Eric is actually there. Well, it says, hi, I've joined the show, so I'm assuming that's Eric. Oh, okay, Eric. Please, please, please put that demographic poll on there immediately, if not sooner. Please. Pretty please. Let's see what Fersky says. She's a 30-year-old female. Imagine that, she says. Fersky. 30-year-old female. I mean, wh where is the guy getting this from, this this crap from? I guess from Arbitron. But I'm saying for based on what? Based on this new technology? Right. Yes, based on a new technology. Well, since we've only got six listeners anyway, I guess like half of them got to be like 63 and the other half 69. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, boy, Ricardo, this is the fake uh, Jim Defeatus. Mm. Don't play bits with George no more. It hurts too much. Says, I'm not gay, but the most beautiful thing I saw last night sitting at Magic Cars, at the Magic Cars game, was none other than Brady Quinn. Yep. Says he's got a pretty mouth. Yeah, what? Cavs game. He was at the Cavs game last night. Brady Quinn. And Jay-Z. Yeah, Jay-Z was there, too. Was he there with his boyfriend? He was getting jiggy with it. Here's a 28-year-old Julio who's been listening religiously since he was six. Nick. Since he was six. Well, thanks, Nick. Mike is 32, been listening since he was 18. My wife listens every day in the office. She's 28. You have a good weekend, too, Mike. Thanks. All fake emails aside, this guy says, I'm 23, listen to all four hours, grew up in Miami during the IOD days. We don't have any 64-year-old guys on there. Yet, although Jim Sarney just checked in, he's got to be 150. That's he probably he probably drags the number way up there. Yeah. Scott in Pinellas Park says I started. I'm uh, 52. Started listening in '86, just before I turned 30, when you moved to middays, and I could finally hear you in Broward. Remember that INZ has that. Joyce signal at night. Yeah, that's right. I would leave my job at midnight at INZ and start driving home to uh, Pembroke Park, Pembroke Lakes. And uh, halfway home, I couldn't hear the station at night. Right up the street from uh, Carroll City. Couldn't hear it. 
So I know all about working on stations with bad signals. Bad signals. 28-year-old employed white male here. I have some of the best of CDs, so I've been listening at least that long. We'll continue to do so despite station management. Well, thank God for you. Thank the Lord. Here's an update from George. Okay. What's with people bugging me in the middle of Maury Povich's paternity test saying that you think I'm pissed off at you? Love you, old man. Nothing new to tell. Thanks, George. Nothing new to tell, and he's not pissed off at me. I knew he wasn't. Right. Just another Ojean provocateur, the fake Barry jackass, some jerk across the street. Gene and Sebring, I'm a white male, 54, been listening since WNWS 1979. Is that the uh, new poll up there yet, Eric? Uh, no, nothing to switch. Nope. Why is that? What's going on with him? Usually he's, he switches these faster than you can say crap. PR Ralph says, I'm an avid listener. I'm 51. Where are those numbers? Yeah, where are they coming from? Chris says, 64 my ass. I'm a 25-year-old male. I have seven of my friends listening to you religiously. They're also all between 25 and 26. Screw you, Jolly Joe. He doesn't say screw, but I'm not going there, you know. Blackie says, I'm not 64. I'm 39. Hope to be listening when I'm 64, says Blackie. He's 39. Sure, it'd be nice if we get that demographic survey up there, Eric. Maybe Eric's busy eating a few lunches. I'm emailing him right now. Yeah, email him and say, hey, Neil sent you a new poll. He wants you to switch. The old man wants you to switch it. Please. Pretty please. Jerry says, I'm 30. I know your audience's average is not 64. Ineptitude comes to mind when I think WQAM. You got your thumb on it, Jerry. Let me tell you right now, ineptitude, that's their middle name. Bruce says, I think with this new rating system, we need to start sending counters door-to-door and car-to-car to verify what people are really listening to. It's insanity. Insanity. Lunacy. And instead of getting support from this uh, company, well, of course, I heard Bruce Beasley wrote them a letter, just like Norma's writing a letter to Joe Bell. I don't have a copy of it yet, though. I'm still waiting. How can I fully compensate you, Norma, when I don't uh, see any letter on there? Now, will this be on letterhead? It's going to be on official Kenton Cormacan letterhead, I believe. Wow. And you saw that other letter he wrote about George, what tremendous impact that had. Yep. Clout. Not. They laugh at you, Norma. Don't you understand? <laughs> they laugh at you. And this is, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard says, Norma can't and Joe Bell won't take responsibility for anything. I heard him call... Bubba the Love Sponge while you were out. Or another guy claiming to be Joe Bell with a southern accent. He said, it's not new for you to be the subject of controversy. I'm a 47-year-old white male, income over 100 grand. How do you like that? Send us some money, uh, Leo. Please, send us a big sack of money. Maybe I'll just play the lotto heavy this weekend and win the lottery. And tell them to stick it. Do you have any idea how much I'd love to tell them to stick it? Can you even begin to understand? How much? A lot. Paul says, for what it's worth, I listen every day and I'm 43. However, my mom is also a devoted listener and she is a spry 77. Well, thank goodness for her. How do you like that? Hmm. Leo says, I'm 25. I started listening when I was 21. We don't have any. I don't see a whole bunch of old farts on here. Fat Man After Dark says, I'm 28 years old. been listening since high school. Doesn't everyone realize that whatever system is in place now is ridiculously flawed? I mean, the fact that they had this seminar with this guy who's trying to extrapolate numbers that claim that there's nobody listening. I mean, what's the point? 
What is the point? Are they trying to convince everybody that it's true? Is that the deal? No, this guy who works for a separate company said that it is some of the worst um, handling Crap. that he's ever seen in his in his career so far. Really? Yeah. Some of the worst. Crap. Yeah. yeah. The sampling's really bad. He said. Mm-hmm. So then, why why are the, why are we proceeding with this? And why is Joe going? Oh, I'm really worried about Neil's show. I'm so worried. A couple of weeks ago, when he was uh, starting to fixing to fire George, he was worried about my health. Now he's worried about the show. Here's here's uh, one of my point. It's a zero point two listeners, Bradley. I'm a 31 year old Latina Jewish male Latino, who was introduced to you by two male friends who are now in their mid 30s. One white, the other black Latino. So I'll be holding my breath in the 90-year-olds to email you to get the median age of 64. Yeah, it's going to take a lot of 90-year-olds to get it uh, all, all the way up there to 64. I mean, we're talking some real swill. Oh, here we go. The new poll is about to come up here, I think. Let's see. I pressed switch, and it says, which are you? Well, male 55 plus, that's me. I'm an old fart, old geezer, baby. I'm old. Ancient. And thanks to Jolly Joe, I'm getting older by the second. Oh, Neil. This is the Neil Rogers Show. Oh, 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 oh. This is your brain. <laughs> Any questions? Soda and shampoo and coffee and water. Gel candles and teething rings for your daughter. I don't see all those old farts, man. They just maybe those people don't have a PCs. You think maybe they don't uh, have the ability to email? I don't know. Well, think about it. Give us some thought. Okay. Before the next seminar, fifty-one uh, tallies on there so far. Which are you? Male thirty-five to fifty-four, twenty-three. Male fifty-five plus seventeen. Male eighteen to thirty-four, six. Female thirty-five to fifty-four, three. Female eighteen to thirty-four, two. Female fifty-five plus none. Hmm. Men 35, 54, 23. In fact, if you put that together with men 18 to 34, 29, that's uh, 57% of the audience. There 25 to 54, which that that's our demo. Of course, we've only got, what, four people listening, according to Arbitron? But 52 votes. I beg your pardon? But 52 votes. Hmm. Well, they vote a whole bunch of times, you know. Yeah. They reboot. Tony, I'm a 35-year-old cracker from Hialeah. I've been listening since the early 90s when you and Phil were back-to-back. -back. And believe it or not, I listen to Joe from 8 to 10, and then you from 10 to 2, and then sometimes Big O when I'm feeling courageous. I listen every day at my desk. I guess that blows a hole in the rumor that sports nerds don't listen to your show. Well, I don't think we do have a big crossover from Joe's show. I could be wrong. I'm probably Stormy, you know. And certainly <laughs> Mark the Jets fan and uh, who's the other one? Richie, Richie from, from Boarshead. Oh, Jesus. All these years later, Joe, and you just can't cut the cord. 
This one says, I'm a 42-year-old male, long time, love the show. Joe Bell is a D-bag. Oh, don't say that. There's another word we can't say. Were you saying just yesterday about how childish and juvenile some of these words, I mean, on that list? Absolutely. Absolutely. Pretty, pretty soon we won't be able to say. Absolutely. That'll be another one on the list. Oh, Joyce gets wind of that. She'll be absolutely foaming at the mouth. Paul says, love you a long time. Listen on line, living here in Vero Beach in my car when heading south. I'm employed, make about 50K, and it's all for me. Well, congratulations, Paul, because whatever I make, it's all for the rest of the world. Paul is a 40. Not 64. Just Bob says, 42-year-old male listening online in California, celebrating 20 years with you, Neil, back to the Zeta days. Hang in there, George. This is Just Bob. Hang in there, George. And see, I told you George is not pissed off at me in spite of what you said. I think you just made it up. Sam says he's 45, discovered you by chance back in 81 or 82. It says, strange how management will want to ruin a host who has a following that goes back decades. Well, believe me, if anybody can do a Jolly Joe and his wrecking crew, they can do it. They could destroy, they could screw up a wet dream, these guys. The worst, even though you're very fond of them. They must think that you have your head up their ass or something like that. Maybe. Or maybe you do, I don't know. I don't know. Because you have a real incestuous relationship, although the things that you say behind their back, though, wow. Mm-hmm. Shocking. <laughs> oh. And, now, and, of course, now that you're associated with this show, they're going to hate you very soon if they don't already. They might. Vicente says, I've been listening to the tremendous Neil Rogers show, now not so extraordinary without George, since 1988. I'm 39 years old. That's a little shot at you, not so extraordinary without George. That's okay. I'll live. Ralph says, sorry, Neil, please disregard earlier email. Thanks. Well, I don't know what the earlier one was. <coughs> oh, Johnny Dolan is back. He's out of the closet. Inside scoop, the guys across the street are clicking 55-plus just to screw things up. <laughs> yeah, they're, we're getting creeped on the poll. That's they're all right. clicking 55-plus just as, yeah, that's up to 23 now. So that's bogus. All of a sudden, we had a whole bunch of 55 pluses on there. And probably Jolly Joe has got people in the conference room sitting there with their, uh, computers. <laughs> click it, click it, click it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was up 11 points. Big deal. I'm reading these ones. I, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Disregard the earlier email. I don't know what that means. Keith says, I'm 50 years old. I've been listening to you since 1990. During that time, I've got plenty of people younger than me to tune in. I've never called in and most likely never will. On the other hand, I'll continue to listen as long as you can hang in there, says Keith. Well, thanks a lot, Keith. I'm hanging. As long as you can hang in there. Boy, that's a good way to put it. It's like, it's like an endurance contest with Joe Bell. How much crap can you take? And Norma, oh, you better call me. I've got some more depressing news. Go away, Norma. Just go the hell away. I mean, non-compass penis. That's Norma. I still am looking for that letter he was going to send on his official letterhead to Joe Bell about how Neil is not doing any extra days in the uh, summertime. Not an extra minute. Here's the guy, 58, been listening since IOD. Love the show. Dan from Hialeah. Thank you, Dan. Danny boy. Chronic in Montauk says, don't blame me. I'm only 62. Here's the guy. Oh, I can't read that name. A lot of Fs in this one. I'm 53, been listening for over 25 years. I first heard you about 1978. I was on too many drugs to realize what I was listening to. Started listening for good when you were on with Bill Calder and WINZ. 
I just voted and put 55 plus so I could goose up the old fart listeners. But he's really 53. How do you like that? Don't be a creep in this poll, okay? Peter says 48 and 39 in London. Listening since the Stan Major days, 1985-ish. Boy, Stan must be 100 years old now, I would think. But I'm sure he's not listening. Ricardo says, I'm a 35-year-old Julio. Found you by accident. Switching stations in 1992. Heard somebody say the word. Oh, oh, ache ass clown. Love your show, Neil. Oh, it's the fake Jim Defeatus. I used to be Santana from uh, something or other, etc. Okay. The fake Jim Defeatus. Sorry about it. I'm one of your old farts. 62, says this one, but nobody's 64. Nevertheless, I've been listening to you for over 30 years and loved every minute of it. Always loved your show, always will. And by the way, the reason Joe Bell has all these crappy ideas is because when he farts, they travel up his spine to his brain, hence crappy ideas. That's what Ernie says. He says Joe is full of crap. 44, been listening since 88. Listen to uh, you and um, something. Joe, I guess it's a, every day. Bad typos. Al says, we love your show here at Highland Park. <laughs> Highland Palms Nursing Home. We all gather around the radio. Two weeks ago, nice men came and gave us all these people. Oh, yeah, oh, I see. They gave them gizmos. When you come on, we all hit the green button and we get double helpings of Salisbury steak. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So they're uh, goosing the 55-plus across the street. They're all uh, lean out. Good. Have a good time. They're just obsessed with this show. Have you noticed how everybody in the, in the industry, everybody who's even, like, owns a radio, they're obsessed with this show. Yeah, it's an anomaly. God. People across the street, get a life already, okay? Start working on putting a decent product on the air, if you can, which I doubt. Which are you? 118 Italies here. Male 35 to 54, 62. Male 55-plus, 31, most of which are bogus. Male 18 to 34, 15. Female 35 to 54, 7. Female 18 to 34, 3. And female 55 plus none. No old ladies. At least not with computers anyway. Now, how do you explain the difference between what we're getting here on all these emails and on the uh, poll and what you were told in that big seminar? I don't know. No, seriously, how do you explain that? The average listener is a 64-year-old male? I can't explain it because the system is flawed. The system is flawed. And Joe Bell, instead of, like, being wild with Arbitron and, and suing their ass and going up there to Beltsville and kicking some ass, instead of that, he's giving a song to dance. Oh, I'm worried about Neil's show. And, oh, at the end of the summer, it's going to be the show's going to be over and it's going to be done. No, you're going to be done. We're going to put you on a spit like a hog and roast you. Well, what's, a, what's a holiday that they roast hogs for? Well, down here, everyone. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I forgot about that, but especially in Hialeah. Usually Fireworks and roasted hogs and a lot of gunshots. Thanksgiving, though, usually. Really? Yeah, they put the pig in a the box. They put the pig in a box? Yeah, they cook it in a box underground. <laughs> I never heard that one before. Oh, yeah. Pig in a box. I've heard of pigs in a blanket. Oh, those are good, too. Oh, I love those. God, do I love those. If they're really made right, if they're really good. Like maybe with some raisins, you know? I, I don't know. Dip it in a little spicy mustard? Yeah. Well, it's meat, though. You can't eat that. No. Tim is a 48-year-old male. Been listening since 1978. Thanks, Tim. Peter says, 35 years old. Passed to what that fat pig Joe Bell is doing to your show. 
Oh, and pissed off. Uh, I see. Not pass. Glad to hear George is not mad at uh, you and doing okay. Yeah, he's all right. Great segment yesterday with a big zero. And George agreed to call uh, the show for a few minutes once a week? Question mark? I don't know. Maybe he changed his mind. He's busy watching Maury Pupik. Oh, Laura again. Please don't say my last name as I'm at work. Well, I never do, Laura. 53-year-old Republican Cuban Julia and absolutely loves me. I've been listening to you since I saw you on Channel 69. Oh, my God. You weren't around for that Whammy TV show, were you? Whammy! God, it sucks. Oh, boy. Talk about new levels of embarrassment. Really? Uh, anyway, Laura says, love you, Neil, and will continue to listen, even if you started reading magazines over the year. And Joe Bell can bite me, she says. Oh, you don't want that. Mm. Might, whatever he's got, it might be contagious. Oh, Neil! You're listening. Friday, you bastard. Actor Daniel Radcliffe, who plays Harry Potter on the big screen, will make his Broadway debut. He received a lot of attention for appearing naked on stage. I'm Harry, Harry Potter. I've never talked to a snake before. I want you to mount it. I'm Griffith tight. What if I make a fool of myself? Harry Potter is Harry Potter. You're Harry Potter. With the dinky little penis. Dude, put that thing away. They're like children here. But I just hope you realize how fortunate you are. Did you have like a penis implant or you did something else? Well, don't forget to zip up your fly. If you don't zip up your fly, a seagull will get you. That was bloody brilliant. You're a wizard, Harry. Looks like a Smurf penis. Okay, that's probably what it is. Here's your president. I directed my National Security Council and Homeland Security Council to conduct a top-to-bottom review of the federal government's efforts to defend our information and communications infrastructure and to recommend the best way to ensure that these networks are able... He says cyber threat is among the nation's most serious issues. Probably uh, Arbitron's involved in that, I would think. They're a threat to my existence, I'll tell you that, and yours too. Oh, yeah. Well, what are you going to do about it? You're just going to sit there on your ass and take it? I've told them to, uh, you know, voice their opinion and cause a little stink. And what are they saying? Yeah, we're going to send a letter. Yeah, like Norma. I still don't have no copy of any letter that Norma sent. If you want to be fully compensated, Mr. Barrister, I better see a letter here before noon on my PC. I better see some kind of a letter on legal letterhead, really threatening and nasty and hostile, saying, Hey, Jolly Joe, stick it. Go over across the street to the ticket and stick it. Otherwise, the audience is going to pick it. And by the way, while you're at it, lick it. Byron Pegg and Mustard the Wonder Dog from Redding, Ohio, uh, Idaho say, uh, I'm 55, Pegg is 49, and Mustard is 10. We don't count the dog's ages. Maybe Arbitron is. I've been listening since around 1978. Hope George gets his show and um, is doing great. Neil, stay strong. Don't let the bastards win. Well, I'm, I'm doing the best I showed up today. Believe you me, when I sat there, when I was laying there in bed this morning looking at the alarm clock, it said about 8 o'clock. I had all sorts of thoughts going through my mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All sorts of thoughts. So just remember, don't, don't ever say I didn't warn you. Someday if I wake up with the right hair up my ass in the right position, I might just uh, tell them like that. Although I would probably come on here and do, um, you know, play a bunch of fart sounds. Timothy says, I just turned 57. I've been listening since the WYNZ days. Yeah, you know, let me just point one thing out, too. The only way you get younger demographics and get a new audience, especially on AM, which is a dead medium, is for uh, do some promotion. Isn't that correct? How do these people, I guess they figure by osmosis is where we get new audience. Yeah. Isn't that correct? 
Yep. Just, just a, a lightning bolt out of the sky says, oh, gee, turn on 560 and listen to this really uh, goofy show. I would do more marketing since I am the marketing director. But you have no budget. Yeah, my budget is this much. It says, I was a caller on your final Saturday show. Remember those? Yes, I and Z. I used to live, I used to like your crossover with Daffy McCallum. I did crossovers with Daffy McCallum. I used to hate talk radio and still do, but my brother lived in the Midwest, used to send me tapes of Steve Dahl and Gary Meyer. Dahl's the guy who Stern emulated when he heard him when they were both in Detroit. When he came back here, he told me to listen to your show, but I was reluctant because of my hatred for the Hello Doctor guest and serious talk. Your show was a revelation, though, and I've listened fairly regularly since then. It was a revelation, says Tim. I know you hate chronics, but some of the usuals were a hoot. P.P. from Pembroke Pines was a riot, and a few of the others were pretty funny. Not that Paul Harvey guy or John the Ticket Scupper and a few other putzes like Manny. Oh, God. Too bad Joe Bell couldn't purge your show of all the crank callers that forced you to stop taking calls. Well, you know something? That would have required an effort on their part. That would have required some support. Oh, I don't know what to tell you, Neil. I don't know what to tell you. I don't understand. Now I think three-quarters of your emails come from one ass clown in Orlando, Mr. Radio or whatever. That's correct. Also, I agree with the other guy who mentioned Hitler and Poland. A very apt metaphor for Joe Bell, your contract, and your inept, ineffectual, and incompetent lawyer. Hang in there, your pal Tim. Thanks, Tim. Tim's a good uh, emailer. Page says, Happy Friday. I live in New Jersey. Mom's in Florida listening to you every day. I looked at the site to see today's poll so I could vote for her, and it was the age poll. I found it funny because today's Mom's birthday, so I proudly added one of the 55-plus column on her behalf. I hope both you and she have a great day. Says Page. Happy Shavuos, Page. Here's one from Oscar. Oh, not Oscar from Serbaton. Go away. I, I'm just deleting it. You know, there's certain people that are just uh, just go away already, Oscar. You're boring. You're a boring Brit. Joe Dagiola says 38 years old, and Joe Bell is the W O A T, the worst of all time. That is correct. He's nothing but a redneck thug who probably walks around wearing cargo shorts. He's so manifestly irresponsible and incompetent that he makes Mike Disney seem like Dick Casper. Actually, I'm shocked he hasn't brought Mo back, said Joe. Get a check, says Joe Dagiola. Get a check. Oh, Stormcat. I moved here from Michigan in 1988, started listening to you and the bird. I miss George, but it ain't the George Rodriguez show. Yeah, I agree that abortion on Channel 69 was a cluster blank. Another thing, Joe Bell is full of Joyce, says Jay. Oh, that's not the one from Stormcat. This is Jay. Here's Stormcat. Stop playing that propaganda from, uh, oh, God, from Obama. Go away, Stormy. Go watch a ball game. Jimmy Dworsky, 29-year-old atheist white male, moderate with no party affiliation. Well, good, Jimmy. Didn't put his shoe size in there. Barry is 64. He's our median demographic. There you go. finally found one. I'm the one, been listening since we were both young and the bird was cackling. Enjoy the show as much now as then. A best to George, says Barry. Thanks, Barry. Oh, and also, uh, Jay says, I just turned 51. We don't have anybody over, uh, at least not emailing, over 64. So how could that be the median age of our uh, listener? Maybe the older people don't know how to email. You people at Arbitron ought to be in prison. There are people on death row for lesser offenses than what you people are committing now. Maybe I'm going to sue them. What do you think? Why not? 
then I have to get a real attorney because I, I still have no, I don't have any uh, letter. And I guess somebody don't want to be fully compensated. I guess not. I'm, no, I don't see any uh, any new email from Norma. 181 tallies on our uh, survey. Which are you, our demographic survey? Male 35 to 54, 91. Male 55 plus 45, of which several are bogus from across the street. Male 18 to 34, 24. That's not bad, 13%. Female, 35 to 54, 12. Female, 55 plus 5. Female, 18 to 34, 4. That's pretty good. 181 uh, tallies. Well, my wife listens, and she would be in the female 18 to 34-year-old group. Really? Yeah. She listens even before you worked on the show she listened, or she's listening now that you're on it? No, she listened before I even met her. She's a, uh, she's a Neil fan. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Cuban female at that. You married to a Cuban lady? See. CC, I'll be damned. Mark says, I'm a 36-year-old male and loyal listener. I was very disappointed to find out, according to Joe Bell, I don't exist. I guess that means I'm free to do whatever the hell I want to do. Well, you are, Mark, but I'm not. Because i got to work a lot of extra time in the summertime. Not. There are two chances of that happening, fat-ass Jolly Joe. Much, much less than none and minus infinity. There is no chance. I'm going to do you a favor. Contract says Tuesday and Thursday. From like the middle of June till the week after Labor Day, and that's what it's going to be. If I'm if I'm still around, if I haven't just gone ballistic and killed a bunch of people between now and then. Jesus says, male, 45 uh, listeners since 1976, 45 years old. Most of the office still listening, and I'm the oldest one. Missing George, but please doing a good job. Joyce Bell, uh, Joe Bell, and Joyce need to be taken out for a swim in the middle of the North Atlantic. Good idea, thanks, Jesus. Dave says, I'm 50, been listening for 20 years plus. Keep up the good work against the bastards. Thanks, Dave. Sure got him whipped up today, I'll tell you, to a frenzy, to a frantic frenzy. Yep. And why not? Boy, with this new studio, I have a great view right now. I'm looking at Steve Sloan, Todd Dreck, and Ray Perry. That's my view. And what are they doing? Right now, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, go out and sell something for crying out loud. Oh, Ray Perry. He's doing nothing? What a shock that is. <laughs> Only in the Banana Republic, baby. Only in Miami. By the way, I just discovered the fake Greg Bedell is Joe Bell. No mistake. Hmm. Do some work, Joe. My wife took the car to the mall. She drives my Buick and she's three feet tall. I wouldn't ride with her. No way. I said I'd meet her there later today. So I'm just sitting on a bench in Delray. Oi. Waiting for the lolly bus to take me away. Oi. I'm just sitting on a bench in Delray with my friends. Looks like it's time to check my change. Cause the bus fares don't all Stay the same. I'm not gonna do what Yetta tells me to do. To drive at her rate, she must be insane. Just sitting here, resting my bones. Wondering why my wife won't leave me alone. We've talked it over, and I never win. I just wind up slapping through them all again. Oi! So I sit on a bench in Delray, 
waiting for the lolly bus to take me away. Oi, I'm just sitting on a bench in the rain with my friend Chaim. And there he is. It's about damn time. I've been waiting here all damn day on this bench. Where the hell have you been? Eleven thirty-two at five sixty WQM. Happy Friday to you. Possible UM uh, regional baseball game. I'm thinking about what ten minutes. Could be. That should get a big uh, tune in. Well, what what time is that allegedly going to happen? I'll have to look. Yeah, I haven't really been paying attention. I'll have to, to look that. at what? At their schedule, I guess. At whose schedule? I you thought have? you're the assistant PD. Shouldn't you be informed of things like that? Well, I'm guess it's online, so I don't really pay attention to it. Shouldn't you be kept in in the loop? I'm kept outside of the well, loop a lot. What do you mean it's online? I guess, aren't we, shouldn't be carrying it online, I would guess? Oh, I have no idea. I would think so. I'm thinking that we're carrying it here, like, live on AM on, at 1140. Nobody's told me that. Come on, Clarence. Give us a break. Oh, jeez, I'm worried about Neil's show. Oh, jeez, after the summer, there won't be anything. Now, that, that's a real shot at you, by the way. He's the one who decided to put you in George's job, partly based on the fact that he likes you better on air than George. He hated George on the air, so he now says, which is an excuse to fire his ass and get rid of his salary. So is there any logic to that? I mean, the fact that you're supposed to be going to do a phenomenal show all summer long to boost those numbers up, I guarantee you'll get a younger demographic than uh, 64, male. Okay, it says uh, UM plays Jacksonville today in Gainesville at 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock on 560 WQAM. Pre-game show at 12 o'clock. <laughs> All right, so we're out of here in 30 minutes. All right. Sounds like a plan to me. All right. See you, Jolly Joe. I hope they don't dock me any pay for uh, doing a short show. Yeah, that's right. I hope they don't take uh, part of that big salary you're making for doing this show. You're such a, I don't know. You're just easy, I guess. Or, or else they've just got you over a barrel. Hey, man, I'm just trying to keep my job. That, that's what I'm saying. They got you over a barrel. If, if they tell you to march stark naked over there to the sub-center on the corner of 441 and Ivesbury Road, you'll do it. Right now. Neil, my wife and I are loyal daily listeners. We are both 62. We miss the hell out of George. Wonder what the summer will bring without George to carry the show for you. We are skeptical, but hope for the best. How do you like that? They're skeptical, Flea. That's positive you, you compared to some of the other emails. You better one compelling show after another this summer. Crisp and compelling. WQM mismanagement sucks. It says, best to all, Redlands, Jim and Jan. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, they're, they're nice enough people. to send their very best. What? They're nice people. How do you know that? Because I believe those are the people that brought in the uh, cinnamon rolls at one time. Oh, boy. Yeah. Nobody ever brought me any cinnamon rolls, although once upon a time, some lady brought in a bunch of um, Jewish pastries. What the hell are they called? Oh, my! it'll come to me. And it damn near killed me on here. My blood sugar must have gone through uh, like a thousand. <laughs> Which are you? We're doing a demographic survey here. We want everybody to check in, all 50 of you. we got 216 people on there. Now, we know we got some bogus ones in the 55-plus category from across the street. But nevertheless, 216, That's uh, that, what is that, like 10 times more people listening than Arbitron says the whole audience? Pretty much. Which are you? Male 35 to 50, 412. Male 55 plus 51. I'd say at least a dozen of those are bogus, maybe more. Male 18 to 34, 31. 14% of the audience, 18 to 34 male. Female 35 to 54, 13. Female 55 plus 5. Female 18 to 34, 4. 
You want to put um, male under 18 and female under 18? We always put those on there for a few teenagers. Okay. We always put those every time we did these demographic surveys. Not that we got a lot. Because, first of all, teenagers don't listen to AM radio. In fact, most teenagers don't listen to radio at all, do they? Not no, anymore. Not. No, now not, they got their no iPods. More. They got their iPods and they got their Crackberries and they're texting and Joe Rose says, Cut it out, you listen to your father. Boy, what a yenta, man. Would you do something like that? Would you interfere if there was some other family eating by you in a restaurant? No, I mind my own business. No, that's a, that's always a good plan in life. Mind your own business, fathead. Jesus, I couldn't believe that. But at least he admitted it on the air. That was good. He cleansed his soul. Jim says, started listening when I attended UM in the late 80s. Moved from Florida in 99 to California and now in Philly. Was really psyched to find you online a few years ago. I thought I'd never hear you once again as I escaped the banana republic called South Florida. Good luck to you, Jim. Thanks. Good luck to us. Paul says, male 26 and love the show. Been listening since I was 15. Flea is the man. Take care, Paul. How do you like that? Wow. Little prop there for Flea. See, after a few months, after we've been doing this a few months, then I'll take a poll. I mean, it's unfair now because it's only been not even two weeks. Sure. It was one interrupted week, and then this week, well, we made it all the way through to Friday, but it's not even noon yet. You never know. Jolly Joe might come in there and shut him off! Shut him off! I can't take any more! Shut him off! You get the uh, impression that he's, like, distressed in regard to me in the show? Do you get that impression or not, or is that just... I think he's distressed in general. I think uh, a lot of pressure right now with the new move and everything, so... And cut the budget by $80 billion? Yeah. Well, who are they going to make a big cut in the salaries, though, other than... Oh, God. I mean, George was like a, a, a tinkle in the bucket. And you, you, you denied it when I first told you what I thought, that they're trying desperately to get me to take a walk without paying me off. I thought it was crazy at first. And what are you thinking now? I'm thinking maybe you're not so crazy. Yeah. Kimberly says, a uh, 29-year-old aspiring actress from Miami Beach. I know. Good luck to me. Started listening. Well, good luck to you, Kimberly. Started listening about two years ago in the summer with George. Then I heard you after George. Isn't that weird? That is weird. I listen on the radio here locally. Just got home. The people who listen on the Internet in distant cities count in those ratings you talk about? No, not if they're listening in distant cities on the Internet. And didn't you tell me something the other day that just shocked the hell out of me? People listening on the Internet. I, I was told when I was explaining this new system that people listening on the Internet are counted just like people listening in their, on their radios. Absolutely incorrect, sir. Really? As far as I was told, it is weighted differently, and it even comes up as a, as a different rating. It'd be like WQAM-1 or something like that. That's what I was told. Because we got a lot of people listening online, including many locally, because of that horse ball signal. Of course. That really, really bad signal. Jim is a male 34 to 55. He's somewhere in there. He doesn't, he doesn't say what age. And we don't know who you are, Jim. You could put the age. Been listening since 89. I own my own company. Can't believe the management techniques the idiots you work for use. Oh, yeah, management techniques. When something works, you don't F with it, he says. Careful. Anyway, one of the most memorable broadcasts I heard you do was August 25th, 92, when I was trying to get back to my home near Country Walk after Hurricane Andrew. You were dead serious in trying to match people with um, clothing, generators, etc., to people who needed them. Somebody called and requested the bridge tender, and you tore them up. Thanks for all the great years. Best to George, says Jim. Yeah, I don't think during Hurricane Andrew was a good time to be doing requests. <laughs> no, probably. Probably not. The only request I probably would have played during Hurricane Andrew was Sally, which I don't want to 
get into a whole thing with her again. Yeah, Sally fits. If the foo fits, bear it. Sergio from Hialeah, 48-year-old male with income of 70 to 80 grand a year. Send us some money, Sergio. Send George uh, 10 grand. Listeners since around 83. Since the Beasley do everything ass backwards, maybe the median age is 46, but they understand it is 64. <laughs> the median age isn't even 46, if you ask me. I'd say it's more like around 40. Think I'm way off? No, that would fit in with the uh, rest of the de- with the rest of the day parts. Oh, would it? Yeah, they're all around 40, 41, something like that. No, only old farts listen to Neil. Let's see. Shirley Yan. Shirley is 53. Her man is 55. We've been listening since the IOD days. I have your last two best of CDs, and I'll still listen when you're on, says Shirley. Well, thank God for you, Shirley. Oishmoy Jew says, not an age, though. I've been listening to you since 1980. Miami riots. Remember those days when crime was fun and exciting? I sure do. I've taken up a collection at the temple so George can be at your side again. If we pay, would Joe Schmell, will Joe Schmell put George back on the air, or is there another reason he was shown the door? My money is on another reason and not the cash. If it was the cash, they could have booted Flea. Oh, yeah, you're making the big bucks. Yeah. Have a good weekend and happy Shavuos. And back at you, oi shmoi Jew. Johnny, I'm 29 years old, Neil. The low ratings of late are God's retribution for a life of sin and not sticking up for George's livelihood. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. <laughs> yeah. Johnny in Oklahoma. Another fake religious nut. Neil, you know, the elderly don't have computers. If they go to the library, there are no speakers on the computers. If this is true about your demographics, then I look to more shows on your Social Security problems and Medicare changes for the upcoming New Year. <laughs> well, the bad news about that is I don't have any Social Security problems. That was my mistake. That first check showed up days early, and now that next one showed up on the second Wednesday in May, just like it's supposed to, like Clockwork Orange, man. Pete in West Park says, Neil, since you are God, I want all the money in the world. If you give it to me, I promise I'll give half to charity. (laughs) 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 Oh, Oh, my God. What a place. I'm a 53-year-old male who's been listening to you since you were throwing sweet and low packets at the Alta Cockers in Hollywood. I've always appreciated your dead-on assessments of organized religion as a conglomeration of superstition and major impediments to world peace. You've given some of my friends a pretty good going over from time to time, most of whom richly deserved it. I did think you were a little tough on poor Pat, the program lady at Pompano Park. Really? I listen to you on my truck radio whenever you're on. George, when he was there, and when Flea goes solo, not so much. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Since Tom Hartman's no longer available in this market, it's you from 10 to 2 and NPR the rest of the time. Hope to be enjoying your show wherever it's broadcast from for many years. Roscoe who actually says he enjoyed the Whammy telecast at the time I was working nights would turn on the Whammy telecast when I got home. Oh, you're the one, Roscoe. It was garbage. Oh, Neil. You're listening to Neil Rogers. Friday, you bastard.
Until the deadline for Norman to be fully compensated. Uh oh. I guess he don't really want to be fully compensated. You know what I mean? Otherwise, he certainly would have sent me a copy of a letter that he's sending on his official legal letterhead about uh, my being adamant about working no more than just two days a week during the summertime. Now, how did you know about that? I didn't know completely. I just I, I hear things. Yeah, evidently more than uh, you're letting on to us. I keep my mouth shut and I hear things. And you keep your ears open. Right. And you heard what? Just, you know, complaining. About? You having so many days off during the summer. What about Mandich? He's got, like, what, 350 days off a year or something like that? That's in his contract. Yeah, he has a lot. And guess what? In my contract, it says in the summertime I work Tuesday and Thursday. That's what it says in my contract, Joe Bell. You fool, you. You white-haired old idiot. I hope you get gout. I hope your toe gets as big as Mount Rushmore. Wouldn't that be great? What kind of shoes would you wear if your toe blows up like about 50 times the size? Open-toed? That's what I've been told. Mary says, would a revolt from the listeners, all three of us help bring George back? No offense, Flea. No, it would not. Money would. Yeah, if you want to kick in some of George's salary. All you people that were telling me I should pay a salary. Oh, if you would just threaten to walk out, if you would do this, if you would, like, ruin your life so that George could uh, stay here. Well, I'm not going to do that. I'm already ruining my life. I am staying here. That That's ruination enough. Here's one a, uh, e email from a 27-year-old male. Been listening since I was in high school about 10 years ago. Your show is still as good as it was the first time I heard it. Keep up the good work, and Flea is doing all right, too, says Casey. Thanks, Casey. 27 years old. No, it's not 64. Not some old cretin like me. No, your average demographic is death plus 20, Neil. You better fess up. You know it. I know that we're sure getting a hell of a lot of new audience on this station by the, by the second. Oh, Timmy Williams says, I'd like to thank Jolly Joe. These last few years, I felt so old. But with this latest piece of detailed analysis from the Mayberry Mafia... I feel like a teenager. Male, 43 years old. Couldn't be QM couldn't be worse run if George W. Bush was in charge. And this analysis on how to write a radio station is from Timmy freaking Williams. Not the one I know. Tim Williams. He was the uh, GM at one point at WYNZ because his, uh, his uh, mother-in-law owned the station. Nice. What a moron. Oh, I'd rather be a safe number three than uh, number one, Neil, than a risky number one. Whoever heard of something? And I, and I said to him, how, how do you go about trying to be number three? <laughs> Did you ever hear anything so idiotic in your life? No. I mean, he was a bozo. And, his, and one of his predecessors, Stanley J. Cohen, he was also a bozo. But I didn't hate them like poison. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's only one GM I've ever worked for in this business. I've been in radio since I was 17 years old. 49 years. Only one GM I ever hated like poison. I'll, I'll let you guess. Let's see. Ricardo says, give me your money when you die, Neil. I'll give it to charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fake Jim Defeatus. Go away. J.P. Robinson says, I'm 38 years old, born in Sarasota, 1971. I've lived in Englewood, Tampa, Orlando, and 13 years in Miami. 
Now I'm living right across the Hudson River from New York, right where Sully landed the plane in the river. I'm the art director for the Adult Magazine's Gent Fox, and I designed the cover of Swank. I've listened to you for 17 years and enjoyed every minute. Every day I build my porno magazines and listen to you, Neil and God and 560 WQM. Hmm. 38. 38-year-old male. How do you like that? Not 145, like Arbitron says. Although we've only got 261 people on here on this uh, survey. We should be doing more than that. How, how long has it been up there? Not even an hour? Not even, yeah. Maybe that's the whole audience. Point two. Oh, I'm worried about Neil's show. I'm worried about Neil's health. I'm worried, I'm worried. You ought to be worried, mister. Let me tell you that right now. Worry ought to be your middle name. You ought to, you ought to be wearing worry as a body coat. Bob in Dallas says the reason that the Internet signal is encoded separately for the ratings is because the commercials don't air on both signal paths. Right, but that makes no sense. To combine them would be misleading for the advertisers, which is why there is a separate set of ratings for each. See, that's where you're wrong, though. People don't buy the Internet streaming because of the station's ratings. They buy it by the number of clicks and listeners on that website, so it makes no sense to me. What do you mean that's why I'm wrong? This is Bob, and now you're telling Bob no, he's wrong or I'm no, wrong? No, he's absolutely right. That is why they do it, but I think that Arbitron is wrong because it doesn't make any sense. I mean, if you're going to buy Internet listening, then you buy the number of clicks on the Internet stream. You don't buy the station's ratings. Yeah. So if, if there's someone's listening to the product, it should be counted towards their overall ratings of the radio station, not a separate issue, not a separate item. Hey, in our case, we'll take whatever we can get. We sure. need it bad. Johnny Rotten says, I'm 44 and go back to the bird. Unbelievable. I'm in West Palm. have to listen online. The signal is mediocre at best. At best. But you're telling me, what did you say, the next 18 years it's going to no. get boosted up really good? Actually, I heard uh, better news than that. I heard that it's going to be a lot quicker because we have a deal in place, and it could be happening sooner than we think. Oh! Wow. Yeah. I Wouldn't think that be something? Then we can get that point two up to a, what, about a point eight? Well, I think we're going to go from, I think we're 5,000 watts during the day. We're going to go up to 30,000 watts during the day. Yeah. And then I think we're like 1,000 watts man. at night, and I think we're going to go to 25,000 watts at wow. night. Wow. Yeah. DA might actually, yeah, somebody might actually be able to hear that show. Yeah. Which I'm not so sure that's such a good thing. 262 tallies on our survey. Which are you? 269. Male, 35 to 50, 440. Male, 55 plus 64. Many of those bogus. Male 18 to 34, 38. By the way, thanks to uh, Johnny Dolan, the real one or the fake one, for notifying us that across the street they're, they're freeping the pool. Female 35 to 54, 14. Female 55 plus 8. Female 18 to 34, 4. Female under 18, 1. Male under 18, none out of 269. Put that in your peace pipe and smoke it. I am Osama Bin Laden, and whenever I am in Miami, I listen to Nero Rogers, 12 to 1 hour. Well, I never thought I'd find the kind of ride that I've been tooling around in today. Oh! Now it's a classic set of wheels fixed up the way a brother would like it. Now it's a clean and shiny, and the drip is cold, and it dies under my seat. I got a can of liquid cherry, yo. Aw, baby. Coconut, 
WQM. Happy Friday. Happy Shavuos to you. You think the Goyim know what Shavuos is? Most no. of the Jews don't know what it is either, including me. Right. Although I've got an email in here in this pile somewhere before I started getting this whole long thing about all these demographics and stuff. Came in yesterday about Shavuos. It's great. Think I can find it? Probably no. not. It's way, way down here. Way down in the pile. Jesus, God. Well, at any rate, I'll find it eventually. Phil says, 49 years old, been listening at least seven or eight years. Just curious, why don't you talk politics as much? Because the election's over, Phil. I mean, I could talk about, what's her name, uh, Sonia S- Sotomayor, but uh, what's the point? Right. There are only right-wingers on the radio now, which sucks, and I miss political talk. Do it for me, Neil, please. Do it for me. Is that incredible or what? Do it for me, Neil, please. No. Is Flea as bland in real life as he's on the radio? Just an observation. Are you bland? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's bland. Sure. If you get a 0.1 this summer, it'd be no surprise as the five days of the week you're not on the radio will garner zero listeners. I think Bell just wants you gone. He knows that AM radio is toast. It's only a matter of time before Beasley goes Chapter 11. The guy is thin-skinned, and you pound him daily. If he goes after a college kid for one comment, imagine how he feels about you. George was merely a sacrificial lamb in this drama, says Phil. Do it for me, please. No. You want to guarantee that we'll get the demographics up to like 90 plus. Start talking politics. David says, I'm 43, been listening since 1984. David in Colorado Springs. Hmm. How do you like that? We got people listening all over the world. You know how I know that? How? Because on our stats, we can go and check the, um, what do they call it? URLs? No, not the URLs. Come on, get with it. Um, One moment, please. The domain report. Ah. Domain report. That shows you, well, I don't know if they're listening or not, but it shows you how many hits you're getting on your website. Right. From different places. Like today, so far, we got 66 from Belgium. Really? 72 from Germany. 113 from Ireland. Wow. 266 from the UK. 3,798 from Canada. Most of those are mine and probably Adam Oshmuck. He may be my friend Ken in Etobicoke. 
46 from Switzerland, 27 from Mexico, 60 from Thailand, 8 from Japan, hmm. 25 from India, 13 from France, 4 from the Netherlands. I guess since I stopped going to Amsterdam, they're not uh, crazy about me anymore. 3 from Slovakia, 2 from Norway, 2 hits from Bulgaria, 2 from Sweden, 2 from Denmark, 1 in the Bahamas, 1 from Russia, and 1 from Turkey, man. Hmm. You're not impressed? No, I am. That's awesome. 60 from Thailand. That seems strange, yeah. Yeah. Servicemen, maybe? Perverts. <laughs> Who knows? Are you asking me? I don't know. More power to them. Even though we've only got like six people listening in the South Florida and Dayton Broward. And 495 people listening online so far today. Uh, now, can you check that uh, QAM thing, what it says? Uh, yeah, I think I can. Oh, geez. Oh, my nuts itch. Oh, no. In a very delicate, difficult spot, I just had an itch. And you got what? I don't know. I, this computer, I don't know if I can access it from this computer or not. I'm gonna Why try. not? I'm going to try. Yeah, give it a shot. And what's the story? Well, of course, that new studio of ours. <laughs> I think that's a real good question. We ought to ask that poll question. Will Neil stay on QAM long enough to move into that new studio in the new building? What, what's, what are you betting? I'm betting we'll be in it by the end of next week. Oh, that's what you were told. You're just, you're just parroting what they're telling us. And by the way, there's no, it's 12.06, no letter to a Garcia or from Garcia from uh, Norma Kant to management. So I guess he's not going to be fully compensated. Hey, it worked. Right and now, there got? are 427 listeners online. Really? Right now at this moment? Right at this moment. Well, Arbitron says that's like four times our whole audience. Now, that's just on QAM.com. Correct. I, see, I still don't understand how that works. It's just WQAM.com. Because NeilRogers.com's got like 500. But that's the total. That's the total since 10 o'clock. Sam Hirsch, your curmudgeon at large, says, Neil, I've been listening to you since the days of Casino Stan. Oy vey. I'm 47 years old and hung. <laughs> Talk about too much information. Bring back Ernie Sochin and his socks. Bring back Barbara Studley and her son for the love of Israel. Bring back Shirley Peters and Stan Majors. Barbara Studley. What what nonsense. What garbage radio that was. Oh, the Jewish people. I love them. I love them. I love them. That, that was the worst garbage in history, Lou Crone. Does his kid still work for power? Mm, Josh, yeah, he does. Yeah. Today's his birthday, as a matter of fact. Come on. Today is Josh Crone's birthday? Yep. Lou Crone's son? It is. Well, I'd be remiss in not sending out... Where is it? I'll find it. Happy birthday, dude. I wonder how old Josh Crone is. I guarantee he don't listen to this show. No way, Jose, because if Daddy ever found out he was listening to the show, Lou Crone... I take back what I said about only one GM that was just, I mean, just unacceptable. And then there was the night that I was doing uh, the thing about send us your pot seeds, you know, seeds for the CD. And what, what's wrong with that, people sending in pot seeds? There's nothing, there's nothing illegal about having pot seeds, no. per se. You can buy them online. Right. I was talking about, you know, everybody become your own farmer and plant your own seeds. And at any rate, uh, Luke Crone went ballistic. Comes running in the studio, and, and my guest was Tom Jicka. You got a guest who writes about radio and TV, or at least he did back in those days. 
And uh, and Luke Crone comes in and puts on. Of course, Tom went running out in the hall during a break when Luke came running in with blood in his eyes. Oh, Neil, you're going to lose our license, Neil. Oh, yeah. Seeds for the CD. It, it was a great shtick. It was funny. And, of course, Lou had no sense of humor. All he cared about was Israel, 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 Jews and Israel. It says, bring back Shirley Peters and Stan Majors. Talk about the deli then and Emac and Bolio's ice cream. And don't forget the bag boys from Publix. Where's P.P. from Pembroke Pines? says, Sam Hirsch, your commercial at large. Speaking of Tom Jick, I think he and Sam Hirsch both used to do the dog racing shows on Channel 51. You, do you ever go to the dog races in your life? Yeah. George, I don't think George ever went. He said he never went to a dog race. I haven't been to any down here, but uh, in St. Pete, I used to go to Derby Lane all the time. Derby Lane, the beautiful place. Yeah, I worked there, actually. You worked there doing what? Teller? I, I was a lead out. You were a lead out? You used to bring out one of the dogs on a leash? Yep. When I was in high school. What a schlump. Man, talk about the money I made on the side by knowing the dogs and flashing numbers to my friends. Well, why? How? What? What tips were there? How did you know which dogs were ready to win? Well, when you're back there as a lead out, you talk to the trainers. You can see how the dogs are acting. You get to know the dogs, and you could you could tell. So when I would lead out the did dog, you see which ones got the juice. Yeah, and you could you know you could lead out the dog, and then my friends would come up to the fence, and I would flash them numbers secretly, and uh, they you would, would flash them. Yeah, yeah, right there, right in the Figures. track. And it was always number one for some reason. But no, I'd flash them the numbers, and they would go place bets for me, and I would make way more money doing that than I did as a lead out. I'll be damned. Well, maybe we can make that a regular feature of the show. And Since I, we don't have George to schlep out to Gulfstream anymore, maybe you can be the uh, dog the dog track tipster. Oh, yeah, and you could tell that like sometimes, because they test the drugs in the dogs, you know, they test them after mm-hmm. the races, but some of the things that they would do is, like, keep a dog up all night and walk it around all night so it would be tired for the race. Really? Oh, yeah. Remember journalist Jicka? No, he only ran down... He ran at Biscayne and the Hollywood. They Hollywood would, Kennel Club. They would sandpaper the bottom of the dog's feet so that it was tender. Yeah, that's right. I've heard that. Yeah. So that it would hurt like hell and they would, like, uh, pull up abruptly. Yeah. And then every once in a while, a dog would catch the rabbit and die. What do you mean by that? Because that rabbit is a, is electronic, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And get fried. Yep. That was sad, though. Well, now Hollywood Dog Track is Mardi Gras. And Biscayne is long gone, and so is our good friend Ken Malden. I, I just I can't believe that. You know, you, you say to yourself, so-and-so is dead, and you can't believe it, and Ken Malden being one of those people, I just can't believe it, although he was 83. Right. And he was a lifelong chain smoker. Big time. And then he wound up working for Joe Bell. I wonder which one of those things contributed most heavily to his demise. Let's take a poll on that someday. What do you think? Okay. 342 uh, tallies on our survey right now. We got two females under 18, no males under 18. Male 35 to 54, 157. Male 55 plus 78, many bogus. Male 18 to 34, 45, 14.4%. Female 35 to 54, 16. Female 55 plus 10. Female 18 to 34, 4. Female under 18, 2. Now, it, it doesn't take a genius. You don't have to do a lot of heavy-duty math. With those numbers there to figure out that our our average listener is not a male 64 years old. Right. So just another aspect of the Arbitron survey that's just totally bogus. I mean, and the guy that did this seminar for you told you that up front, right? He said he did not like the uh, panel. Yeah. The panel. The panel of people. Yeah, that they selected. Well, how how do they select them? 
That I don't know. Did they ask him, do you hate Neil Rogers like poison and you would never listen to him? And they said, that's right. That's right. Could be. It's Friday, you bastard. KTEL presents over 748 of the greatest songs of love, especially for the lady in your life by Jerry Lewis. Lady, when I'm with you, I'm crazy. So many love songs for your lady, all interpreted by the love meister himself, an inimitable superstar entertainer, Jerry Lewis. And you'll get your favorite lady love songs. Lady, 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 lay across my big brass bed. It's an amazing compendium of 748 love songs for your lady, all digitally remastered and all performed by the masterful superstar, Jerry Lewis. Hi, this is Jerry, inviting you to join me on KTEL Records. And we pay a very special musical tribute to the lady. You'll get this Aerosmith classic. Hey, hey, dude looks like a lady. Hey, hey, dude looks like a lady. It's Jerry. It's the little old lady with a pair of tweezers. And Helen Reddy's hit never sounded better. That ain't no way to treat a lady. No way to treat your lady no more. Listen to Jerry's amazing interpretation of this super hit from the King of Pop. You are the lady with my wife. The lady. You are the lady with a nice. Jerry Lewis. Oh, yeah. How about that, man? That's 748 fabulous lady songs on 35 CDs or 123 8-track tapes. All remixed in glorious mono from the original Cassette Masters. And it's a collection you'll cherish, your friends will love, and your lady will never forget. It's all yours for 17 easy payments of only $32.95, and it's only from KTEL Records. You can tell it's KTEL. We yell. And you smell. 1218 at 560 WQM. Boy, my lower back pain came back again. I think it's cause for a really big lawsuit. It's probably stress. It's stress. Stress-induced, baby. And the fact that my blood sugar was like 8 million. Uh-oh. Scott says, 44-year-old in Jacksonville, listener since 1992. Not hung. <laughs> 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 Too much information, Scott. Please. Chef Sparky says, Neil, glad to have you back. Those three days of DA with his O-O were brutal. What does that mean with his O-O? O-O point O. Yeah. O point O. Well, definitely miss George over the summer, but I do intend to give Flea a listen. Hope he doesn't disappoint. If Joe Bell brings in Sid Rosencrantz Steenberg, it'll only seal what everyone knows. He's a dumbass. F you, Joe Bell, and that quizzling Clarence as well. 43 years old, Neil. Have listened to you since you moved to QAM. Sorry I missed the IOD days. You know some good news, though? What's that? Clarence is going on vacation for two weeks. Well, now, you know, it's funny you mention that, cause, and that uh, Chef Sparky mentions him. I was thinking during the break, and as usual, I forgot. Well, what, what, what's his uh, take in the middle of all this? I know that he's, uh, you know, strictly a, a paper pusher, but what's his uh, deal? In what way? In regard to the uh, ratings, in regard to well, this show, in regard to all this crap that's going on. i got to spell it out for you. I don't think there's anybody in this building, anybody in this market that believes the ratings. Except Joe Bell. I don't, he doesn't believe he, it either. Even he admitted to me uh, when he called me uh, 10 days ago, whenever it was, he don't believe it either. No. There's no way you can believe it. The only problem that we have is if they don't fix anything, then that's what we're stuck with. Oh, yeah, for two years. Oh, I'm worried about Neil's show. We're not going to have anything left. He's got to work in the summer. No chance. None. Zero. Tuesday, Thursday, period. No mas. Just make Tuesday and Thursday very compelling. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be extra compelling every Tuesday and Thursday. <laughs> 
on those on those Tuesdays and Thursdays when I show up. I'll try Period. to be less compelling so then when you come on Tuesdays and Thursdays you're 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 overly no, compelling. No, you got better be very compelling because oh, okay. because one thing about George during the summer months he always uh, held up his end of the bargain. He He's always compelling. Had far and away the highest the numbers on the station, and some summers was actually number one in men in the market and they did just fine, which is why they blew him out. Terry, I'm 55, moved from Coral Springs back to Naples. I've listened to you since 1984. Love you. Thanks, Terry. How old? 55. That's not a bad age, especially when you're 66, almost 67 like me. Old. Old. Chester says that contract of yours that you're referring to is a useless piece of paper. Well, this is Jason. Chester Copper, uh, snot. The contract says you only work two days a week during the summer. Correct? Isn't this the same contract that stated you get to choose your producer? You should just wipe your rectum with that contract and save some toilet paper. Your so-called lawyer is a joke and a chump. I, for one, will be happy to listen to you every day this summer. Looking forward to you five days a week this summer. Hold your breath, Jason. Never going to happen. There are two chances, much, much less than none, and minus infinity. Steve in Jersey says, 53, self-employed, listening in Miami for several years before moving back here in 2000-something. It's chopped off. Other than listening to you once or two times a year, went in South Florida on business, went for seven years without your show before finding you on the Internet last year. I actually spent most of 2000-something, uh, seven in Toronto on business, not realizing you were broadcasting from there. I didn't think I'd miss George, but I do. Flea is coming along as a personality. You're coming along. All right. The gushing, lathering, and general jock-sniffing by QM sport holes during online promotions promos is the gayest thing I've ever heard. Gay. You fairy. While most of them are likely raging homophobes, I have to think they were talking about anybody but jocks that they would be relentlessly gay-bashed. Oh, LeBron. Jesus. Yeah. Ronnie and Ricky and Ricky and Ronnie and oh, LeBron. If I hear LeBron one more time, I'm going to kill somebody. I'm sick of it. P.S. was down there three weeks ago, heard Defoe for two minutes. He doesn't sound like he has a thought in his head unless something comes spilling out of his mouth. He gets paid for that, question mark? Probably not too much, Steve. How's Mifo doing? Every now and then somebody, oh, how's Mifo doing? He's still alive? He's still around. He's still over there on 640 on a horse with no name. How about that horse that Larry uh, King won, Lady Forley or whatever it was, won all that money on, that yeah. never won a race? Right. Greetings from Belgium. Well, it's a good thing I brought that up about the domain report. Yeah. You didn't know that, huh? I had no idea. Yeah, you can actually go on there and see where, what countries people are hitting your website from. Nixon, long-time listener, says you have a loyal following here in Brussels in Belgium. A loyal following in Belgium? Come on, Nixon. Isn't that kind of silly? Wish I had a loyal following in Dayton Broward. Once upon a time, I did. Once upon a time when we could do the Neil Rogers show, we used to kick some big, big, bloody, smelly ass. But that's a long time ago. That's uh, Now, when did Jolly Joe come in? Three years ago or two and a half? I've been seems here for like... two, so it's been at least two and a half. Oh, seems like a lifetime. The pain is just excruciating. Well, let me just check my hotmail one more time to see if Norma is going to get fully compensated. I don't think so because I'm a little, I'm getting real short on cash. Because every time I see, I check my checking account, I see that this one down there wrote a check for this much, and that one wrote another check for, you know, people are writing checks. Wow. Oh, yeah. How do you get one of those checkbooks? You don't. Oh. Damn it. 342 um, tallies on our survey. That's more than the whole audience. Corey and for what was I just looking for? Oh, for the uh, hotmail. Sorry. Sorry, I'm old and feeble. 
And I got a hot date with a hot machine today. Yesterday I hit a thousand on the wheel. Aren't you excited? You did. I have nothing, no letter from Norma Kent. Hmm. He said last night in his last, at 11.55 p.m., I will send you a copy of my letter to them tomorrow uh, without the four-letter words, meaning four-letter words I had put in a message to him about them, mm -hmm. which I better not use on the air. No. No letter, no fully compensated. Corey and Fort Pierce says, I'm listening to you online from work. The streaming's fine, by the way. Yeah, no complaints about the streaming today, thank God. No screaming about the streaming. I'm probably one of five people who found out about the show when it was on Whammy back in 97 during high school. I'm very happy to say I'll be cutting all ties with the Fort Pierce, Port St. Lucie area for good once I head back home to Hollywood in two weeks. Boy, it's really a hell of a commentary when you're jonesing for Hollywood, you know? Yeah. Keep up the great work, and this Stanley Cup final is going to be as boring as hell despite him being a Red Wings fan, Corian Fort Pierce. You're right. Red Wings and the all we're going to be hearing about is Sydney, Sydney this, Sydney that, Sydney, Sydney, Sydney. I don't want to. I don't want to see it. I don't want to know from it. Get somebody new and different in there, like the Toronto Maple Believes. Yeah, or the Canadiens. Oh, it's been get like out of here what, with that crap. Sixteen years. Canadians. What? It's been like sixteen years since they've been in the Stanley Cup. The Canadians? Yeah. No way. It's been a long time. I think '93 was the last time they went to the uh, Stanley Cup Finals. Are you schmitting me or what? I'll double check it, but I think that's right. Yeah, you better double check it because I think it's been 67. The Leafs won it in 67. They won four times in the 60s, and that was it. That's the last time they even went, much less won it. 67, that's four. And the Blackhawks, well, forget about them. 61, I believe, for them is their last time they won the Stanley Cup. Won't be winning it this year. They really let us down. They really disappointed uh, Larry says, the other day when the Big O stepped into your show for a few minutes, had to be the funniest thing I've ever heard. That half-witted twit couldn't keep up with you at all. Then when he mentioned man crush, and you were like, what man crush? It's a fag crush, like Flea almost exploded. <laughs> Did you almost explode? i got to tell you, that was pretty funny. I never laughed so hard, and Flea probably passed a stone. 45-year-old male here from the light bulb days. Thanks, Larry. Yeah, it's not a man crush on Luis Miguel. It's a fag crush. It's Friday, you bastard. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Yeah, hi. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Well, you know, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, this fraternity business that you mentioned. And hey, I just wanted to ask, do you have any best friends, and how long have you had those best friends for? Well, what does that mean? Well, it, it means... What does that have to do with this? It has to do Every, with... Everybody's with, uh, got best friends. I mean, okay, if they have any has, friends at all, sure. It has to do with a fraternity, and, and uh, not necessarily taking showers or or all the other hazing and whatnot that goes on, but it has to do with hanging out with a bunch of guys. I, ha I, have two, I have two best friends. One is straight, one is gay. I've never had sex with either one of them. I've never seen either one of them naked, nor have any desire to do either one of the above. Okay, in a fraternity... Don't take showers with them. Don't snap a, towels in, at them. All right, in a fraternity house, we don't uh, socialize by taking showers together. If a guy takes a shower and the other guy's got to go to class, he goes in the shower as well. It's not a question of socializing in the shower. No, I'm not talking about socializing in the shower fraternities. We're talking about hazing and initiations okay, in fraternities me, and group I'll, sex. I'll tell you about hazing and initiation. When, you are, when, you, when, when you're in the age of adolescence, 18, 19, and you're trying to find yourself in college, whatever it may, college may be, fraternities lend itself to putting a bunch of guys that are like you. When I say like you, I mean they like the same interests, they play the same sports. They're a group of guys together that automatically, for some reason, I can't explain why, become your good friends for life. Now, 
when you have a good friend, and like I mentioned to you, when you have a best friend or mm-hmm. someone who's a good friend of yours, you share experiences with them. And part of becoming you mean sexual best experiences? Friend, no. Well, it could be. It could be uh, two guys on a girl. It could be two girls on, uh, on two guys. It could be, uh, you know, uh, uh, in the bathroom, four guys taking showers with four girls. The experience, sexual or not sexual, is irrelevant. No, no, it is not. It's not irrelevant at all. Of course it is. No, it is not. When you're in a fraternity, your your goals are to make friends. Because because you have friends, sir. Because you have a best friend or a bunch of good friends doesn't mean a that you take showers with them because you're going to be friends for a long time, and b certainly doesn't mean that you share sexual experiences with them or that you have group sex with them. Do you do you you know some of the? I belong to a health club. And in the health club that I belong to, it's, it's a completely heterosexual health club. Yeah. But the shower is a shower with uh, with six stalls on it. Now, do you think that I become part of that health club so that I can work out with guys and then go take showers? With I, I have no Absolutely idea. Not. Only no, you can the, answer that question. Okay. But that has, that has nothing to do. There. Although I will, I will tell you this: there are plenty of guys who do, but that's beside All the right. point. That's beside the point. Me personally, I do not. That's a bastion of homosexual activity is I in uh, health clubs. I do not go and join a fraternity. No, we, we believe you. Other... Don't, don't sound okay. offensive. We believe you, yeah. The point of a fraternity and communal no. showers and group sex and whatnot is not a question. What is the point of, of group sex? The point of a fraternity and hazing and the point of becoming yeah, what is the point of hazing? What is the point of making uh, well, other... What is the point of making the young kids get naked? Tell, what is the I'll point tell of you. I'll tell you exactly Please. what it is. Uh-huh. I'll tell you... I'll give you a, a straightforward answer. Please, a straight when answer. You belong, when you belong to a fraternity, and I'll say it again... You belong to a bunch of guys that are going to be your friends for life. And part of the So why why does that require okay, them getting well, naked for you? Let me finish. Part of the experience of having a best friend, whether it may be a best friend that you play soccer with or may, whether it may be a best friend that you go out drinking with, yeah. is you share you share intimate moments, not not sexual. Intimate moments? Not, not not sexual. When I say intimate, I don't mean sexual. I mean intimate in the sense that you will not share that kind of experience with anybody else who's not your friend. For example, sir, you know something. This sounds up. so faggy to me that even I'm embarrassed for you, sir. Well, you want to know? Sounds running, very faggy running, to me. Running through the beach naked, you with a bunch of guys. You're never going to share that experience with anybody else. Not even your wife or your kids or any other friends that you. Why make would in your you want to run? Why would you want to run through the question, beach naked with a bunch a, of guys? Why do you want to do that? Hold on. Hazing is not a question of you want to. You don't have a choice. Right. Because one Right. And when, why do you do? want to force these kids to be naked? Okay. Why do they always have to but take their clothes off, my uh, my closet on a, friend? On an everyday That hangs experience. out at the showers at the gym. Why don't you no. tell me the real story here, pal? On an everyday experience, people do not in a fraternity walk around naked, nor do they naked No, stop, stop obfuscating. Stop with a smoke happen. screen. Stop with the no. steam in the steam bath, okay? Let's get you know back what? to the meat of the matter. Tell me why you want to see make these guys get naked. What I is that all about? It's a matter of respect. It's a matter respect of, for what? No, it's a matter of lack of respect for them of, by you. No, it's a matter of lack not. of respect. If you I know, respect somebody, I'm not going to force I, them to uh, degrade themselves and embarrass and humiliate themselves well, in order to be part of my club. If you're going to be part of a particular group of friends and guys, who says that? Sir, I'm, I want to tell you. I want to tell you this. Is, is I want to tell you this. Okay, without any more discussion, it's very simple. A child could tell you. If somebody demands that I get naked in order to be their friend, I'll pass. Okay. There's a good message for all you kids out there. If any other male. Your age, older, whatever age, if they demand that you take your clothes off and engage in some kind of naked hanky-panky in order to be a part of their club, in order to be your buddy, in order to be their pal, run like a bandit. Run like a son of a bitch. That's the best call I've ever had in my life. Amen.
1238, 22 to 1. Let's just play that till uh, 2 o'clock. Okay. So I forgot to mention this. Oh, uh, two things I forgot to mention. Terry Barr died. Okay. Ex-Lions player, ex-receiver uh, for the Lions. And University of Michigan, too. Mm. Terry Barr. He was uh, good. He was damn good. He's on the record books for one of the longest pass plays in Michigan history, 70 yards to Ron Kramer, and for kickoff and punt returns. I didn't know he was a quarterback in Michigan. No. But he was a wide receiver for the Lions. And I was right about the Canadiens. 1993 was the last time they went to the Stanley Cup Finals. They beat the L.A. Kings. Oh, and uh, thanks to uh, Cliff and Kendall for sending me this picture of a Levi hunting wabbits. You know Levi Johnston up there in Alaska? Not personally. Well, I mean, you know who he is. Yeah. Although there's uh, some pictures circulating around, which somebody sent me a couple of those to him, shirtless. Oh, he's got, like, flabby boobies, man. Oh, that's a shame. Sorry. Pretty face, nasty body. But anyway, speaking of mistakes, so FedEx screwed up, which oh. is unusual for them. I love FedEx. Mm-hmm. They, they mixed up a package that somebody was sending to me with a package that someone was sending to somebody in Connecticut. And, and for whatever reason, my name is on the package that showed up here, my name and address. I open it up, and it's a bunch of Smart for Life chocolate chip cookies. Ooh. Or at least they're called cookies. Right. Oh, boy. Bad, huh? Oh, boy. This is supposed to be part of a, a diet program. Eat cookies, lose weight. Well, first of all, <laughs> they're, they're not like cookies. They're more like muffins. And let me just sum it up with one sound. <laughs> I'm coming to you live from Hollywood with another edition of America's Bottom 40. Brought to you by the Oxy-5 Company's newest acne medication, Oxymoron 5, for pimple-free teenagers. <laughs> and so it goes. <laughs> to be a little quicker on the tape, boys. That's a good joke. We've got the worst songs in America, and we're counting them down. Record stores are selling them. For some unknown reason, you're buying them, and I'm using them as coasters. First, let's review the top three songs on the charts. At number three, Guns N' Roses is singing Sweet Child of Mine. Well, if I had a child around the house today, I'd have these four words for lead guitarist Slash and his cohorts. Stay the hell away. <laughs> and number two, Huey Lewis says, There ain't no living in a perfect world. And especially not for you, Huey, since you don't speak proper English. <laughs> and at number one, George Michael sings, He's got a monkey on his back. Well, I would imagine it's getting a little crowded back there, George. <laughs> But then again, you probably don't mind. And by the way, George, there are these remarkable shaving instruments called razors. Buy one and lose that silly ass earring. Other songs on the charts, the band Johnny Hates Jazz with I Want to Be a Hero is moving down on the charts, and deservedly so. <laughs> Apparently, Johnny also hates music. <laughs> I don't think hero status is eminent, Johnny, so get a real job. And there is a song I like, Rod Stewart's newest release, Forever Young. And for a moment, I thought it was a song about me, Forever Hung. <laughs> and now it's time for a long 
long-distance dedication. It comes to us from a listener in Pasadena, California. He writes, Dear Casey, I'm 16 years old, president of my class. I'm six foot two. I have blonde hair, weigh 175 pounds, and stars quarterback for my high school team. But Casey, I have a problem. The girls simply will not leave me alone. It seems as though all they want me for is my good looks, my excellent physique. Why can't they just like me as a friend, treat me as a person instead of some sex object, and quit hitting upon me all the time? Casey, do you have any suggestions? Sign Todd. Well, here's my answer. Dear Flaming Homer. <laughs> 1401 and 560 WQAM. Oh, speaking of Shavuos, remember I told you I had this long thing about Shavuos? Yeah. I found it. Okay. Got a big pile, man. And when you got a big pile, sometimes it takes a long time to find your crap. Howard says, Happy Shavuos. I was listening from my car this afternoon when you spoke about it. Uh, having studied the Torah, I find it interesting that we Jews claim that this holiday is the time of giving the Torah to the people. The rabbis are making that up. Anyone who's read the account of what took place at Mount Sinai, for discussion purposes, I'll assume it's literally correct, which it clearly is not, knows that what happened is that God, sorry, I am religious, just practical and living in the 21st century, spoke the Ten Commandments, and there's no mention of the Torah. In fact, the Torah does not talk about the Torah until the last book, Deuteronomy, about halfway through, and it's not clear that Deuteronomy is actually referring to the Torah scroll that, that we have today. <coughs> Getting choked up thinking about those cookies. Oh, God. I could go on for hours about this. I wonder who sent that crap to me. I don't know. Where did they get my name and address from? Good question. It came from somebody in Boca. Anyway, it says, I could go on for hours about this, but that would bore you. Tell George to look at 2 Kings uh, 25 to see where King Josiah finds the scroll. Hey, George, look. Which modern theory has as the book of Deuteronomy, then a standalone book. I told you I could go on for hours. Probably written by his uh, high priest, Hakiah. Hilkiah. I just wanted you to know this is just another bubble, Micey, and also that people can be religious but realistic, and also religious but a big fan of yours. We can just disagree about the existence of God. He keeps writing a G-D, you know. Although I agree about the toxicity of many churches, synagogues, etc. But I don't agree that all of them are like that. And um, respect your God-given ability to ignore it. Calling him G-D is ridiculous, probably only done because Hebrew, unlike... Uh, Formal languages has no neuter pronouns. Every word is either masculine or feminine. There's no such thing as it in Hebrew. For Shavuos, don't forget to eat cheesecake. Ooh, okay, I like it already. I forget why, but it's supposed to be appropriate. Yeah, but make sure it's kosher cheesecake. It says, to hell with your sugar level on this important holiday. I'll listen in the car on the way to show tomorrow in case you read this, as you sometimes read my emails. Howard the emailer, formerly Howard the faxer, not Howard the David, it says. That's funny because I was at Publix yesterday and there was a Jewish guy buying a cheesecake. How do you know he was Jewish? He had a yarmulke on. Oh, my God. Oy! Well, I live in Aventura, so. He had a beanie on? He did, and he was getting cheesecake. All you Orthodox Jews that make your kids wear beanies and all the other kids laugh at them, shame on you. Shame on you. It's like the Muslims that send their little girls to school with that, uh, what do they call it? The burqa? The hajib? Maybe somebody can explain to us the difference between halal and kosher. You know from halal? I know from nothing. Well, in the Middle Eastern countries like Lesbianon and Syria and uh, others, uh, the Muslims are into halal, which is the equivalent of Orthodox Jews with kosher. 
then since you don't eat meat, you don't have to worry about meat and milk. No. Rodney uh, in Kendall says, I'm a 33-year-old listening since I was 18. If the rumors are true about Sid coming to QM, I will never listen after two. Go back to New York and stand in front of a bus, Sid, says Rodney. I don't think they're rumors. I think that it's a fate accompli from all the scuttlebutt that's going around the market. Are you hearing it? Oh, yeah. So the big O is going to get the axe, evidently. Or, or who knows? Maybe the big O will be doing 10 to 2. Or maybe Sid will be doing 10 to 2. Who, who knows what evil plots these people are hatching? Neil, I'm 43-year-old male. I've been listening to you since 84. Love the show for all those years. I've lived in Miami till 94, then had to go, uh, you know why. Hmm? I don't get it. I listen online every day that you're on. Bring Marvin. Oh, no. P.S. Chris Bonadonna is a DB. Oh, talk about bad old memories. Bad old memories. I'm a 23-year-old unemployed male, been listening to you for 11 years. My parents didn't let me listen to you when I was 12, so I had to have my tape recorder set up to automatically record you in the middle of the day. I'd connect my boombox recorder to one of those AC plug timer things to turn on at 10 a.m., and I'd tape, record with a, uh, tape the record button down. When 10 a.m. came, nobody would be home, and my boombox would turn on and record your show. Every day I'd rush home just to listen to those sweet 30 minutes on one side of a cassette tape. Now I can download your entire show like in five minutes. Anyways, keep up the good work and talk about some issues like the old days instead of being a whiny, uh, oh, God, not this one again. Hmm. Good riddance to George. Welcome to the show, Flea. Uh, Jenkins Johnson. Yeah, go away. Boring. Oh, here's one that says, Jeff DeForest will smash your face in. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm really worried about I'm a scared. Yeah. I'm a scared of Defoe. Aren't you? A little bit. He's a really scary guy, like Luca Brazzi. 369 tallies on our survey. Which are you? We're doing a demographic thing, if you tuned in late, because they had a seminar on the new Arbitron methodology. And the guy who conducted it says, according to the Arbitron, the average listener on this show is now a 64-year-old male. Right. To which we say, oh, yeah, likely story. Which are you? 373 people have uh, chimed in on there so far. Male 35 to 50, 491. Male 55 plus 95, of which maybe half are bogus. Male 18 to 34, 51. Female 35 to 54, 19. Female 55 plus 11. Female 18 to 34, 4. Female under 18, 2. Male under 18, none, 0. zippity doo -dah. Out of 373 people. Now, isn't that about four times what Arbitron says is our total audience? <laughs> yeah. Leave, leave it to me. The, the luck I got. They, they all of a sudden, after all these years, they switch from the diaries to this new bogus methodology. Suspect at best. And the current management, like, oh, geez, I'm worried about Neil's show. After the summer, there won't be any audience left at all. That, that sounds like a real ringing endorsement of your ability to sustain whatever little audience we've got left. And this coming from a man who has worked feverishly, feverishly, in conjunction with his girlfriend, Joyce, to destroy whatever vestiges we had left of the show. I don't know what to tell you, Neil. I don't know what to tell you. This, this man gives me spilkies. Your good buddy. Your, your close personal pal. 
I guess Norma didn't need to write any letter because I think I made it pretty clear when I came on today. See, this is this is not like something like firing George, which I had no control over. Right. This is something that they can't force me to do. In other words, during the summer months, I won't be here Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. I will not be showing up. So unlike the George thing, which I had no control over, uh, this one I have total control. I will absolutely not be here doing Monday, Wednesday, or Friday from the 20th of June till a week after Labor Day, whatever date that is, September something. Got it? Yep. So be prepared. Finn's fan Mark says, listening out in California, your show is okay to me. Not great, but okay to me. Mm-hmm. I listen to the Big O and Mad Dog while at work, but turn the computer on at 8 a.m. Pacific time. I thought George did a great job when filling in for you. I actually thought that the show was better with him. Maybe it's the generation gap. Good luck to you, Flea, in George's future. Finn's fan, Mark. P.S. Maybe having Big O as a guest can happen more often. I do usually enjoy your show, but listen for the sports talk later in the day. Well, then you talk about a backhanded bunch of compliments. Your show is okay. Liked it better with George. Maybe George is coming back to do 10 to 2, and I just retire. What do you think? Maybe. Oh, here, Oishmoy Jew responds to my question about kosher and halal. Oh, good. Is kosher halal? Oi! Oftentimes, Muslim consumers tend to assume kosher is similar to halal. Although the slaughtering rituals of Jewish people resemble those of Muslims, kosher and halal are two different entities carrying a different meaning in spirit. Muslims, therefore, are provided with the following basic information about kosher so they can exercise care in distinguishing halal from kosher, and they don't wind up burning in hell and missing out on all those virgins. Well, this should kill some really excellent time. Chester says, what's the deal with the stupid Joe Rose show promo? Damn dramatic music crap. One thing Joe Rose is is not dramatic. Death to Joe Rose, it says. That, that ain't nice. Maybe that's the guy whose son was uh, texting on his uh, crackberry in the <laughs> restaurant last night. Maybe. While Joe had his nose in their business. Oh, Neil. Scott Farrell. And when I'm up in Boca Tica slapping old women with painted lips around the pool, I listen to the Neil Rogers one to two hours. I mean, I listen to the Neil Rogers there in balance one to two hours. Hey, Farrell. What? By the way, son, I've been giving it some thought, see? Well, what do you think it is? I knows that me and you can do much better going six to ten and not in five. A Gentile and a cranky Jew, I think we might be happy to get there. I think you really got out of your mind. You gotta have your wee-wee bag strapped on too tight. No chance I'll do a show with you. <laughs> I'd rather die. We'd be crappy together. Why, I'll have you know that I'm a big buggy Jew from Brooklyn Heights. I've been raped by everybody but you. You're not my type. Me and Mo, that would blow. No way that if we had a fight that you'd survive. Who'd want to hear a genitile and pushy type that's crappy together? Me is much better six to ten, not five. 
It's only right that I should get more sleep at night. I think we might be happy together. Happy together. What? <laughs>